gotta get my hands on this Germex. Look at that. <laughs> give me that Germex. Give me that Germex. Uh, welcome everybody to episode number thirty of Random Draw, a we board game Yay! podcast. Woo! All right, we quit. This is our last trip. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. That's we made a promise, a dying promise to our us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> to our future yep. self. Yep. yep. About did, episode thirty. Do we ever call it like we're gonna get to episode hundred and then call it quits? Have, have we decided on a no, number? No, I think a hundred seems pretty far-fetched yeah. yeah considering it took like two years to get to 30 mm, that's that's fair yeah, uh, yeah listen i'm almost 40 years old i can't just be guaranteeing things uh i'm your host daniel man with me as always dave hubbard that's me mark belisle hey guys so we are if you are unfamiliar with our podcast and you are starting at 30 um, <laughs> first of all weird move yeah yep i guess in our face good flex <laughs> But we are a board game podcast exclusively. So if you listen to our show, we talk about board games and then a little board game topic topic, at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And then after the show is just us warming up, if you will. So yeah. that's yeah, after you, the show is technically what just happened for the past 45 minutes. Yeah, to us. It's yeah. Don't you worry. It'll be like 20 minutes when I'm done with <laughs> yeah, it. Thank goodness. <laughs> good lightning round coming up. That's a little tease. You guys got to stay good. tuned. Yeah. Actor lightning round. If yeah. you like movies and also forget actors names. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear three grown men bumble through actors names. Yeah, that's good. You got it. You got a real treat ahead of you for the dirty 30. <laughs> I'm not going to call this episode Dirty 30. No? Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Just so get that right out of your head. All right. So we played board games this week. As we do. As we are one to do. We're going to talk about some board games, and then our topic at the end of the episode will be about legacy games. So get your heads wrapped around that. Yeah. Get, get excited. Get, ready get, to, get pumped up. Get ready or to, fast forward to it now. <laughs> Whatever you want. That's right. Get ready to tear some stuff in half. I'm no meal. Hurl it into the ocean. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, so the first game we played this week was a game called Wavelength. Mm. It's a party game. And it has some crazy components to it that look like, I want to say thermometer, but that ain't it's it. Not right. <laughs> but that that like, not right. It's almost like a radio dial type it thing. It is almost. That's far yeah. better. A radio dial with like one of those spinny wheels, like uh, mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune, but sideways. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are not doing this justice. So not. <laughs> there are pictures on the Instagram yeah. page. <laughs> yes. Definitely not a thermometer, like I would say. But mm-hmm. so it's a uh, a wheel. It's it, round. The front closes up so you can't see there's a little pie shape Mm -hmm. and it's got numbers like one two three and four is a little sliver in the middle and that's where you're trying to guess is that where that little sliver four is so you close up this wheel so no one can see those numbers and you give it a little spin and then as the clue giver you reveal it to yourself Mm -hmm. and it's just a half circle and then you'll have a card that gives you two different items. Yeah, so, and the card will have arrows pointing left and right. Correct. So for an example, um, hot and cold. So uh, hot to the left, cold to the right. And let's say the number uh, four, which is what you're trying to get people to guess, is a little bit on the hot side. So you want to give a clue that makes people guess just a little bit to the Like hot. a lukewarm. What is mm-hmm. my lukewarm clue? Yeah, like room temperature water. No, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's Because terrible. that's right in the middle, Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want... <laughs> okay, so that's Also, not... I guess it depends on the temperature of your house, doesn't it? I that... run the AC like crazy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cold side. Mm. So you can give a clue that would direct them to that, and then your team 
takes a guess at it. Mm-hmm. And then the opposing team gets to guess if the number four is farther to the left of the dial or more to the right of the dial. Yeah. And then if they get that right, they get a point. So there's always stuff going on. And it was, it's a lot of fun because it ends up with you trying to figure out what the other person's saying. So like a good example, um, I had to give a clue on one that was Star Trek to the right yeah. and Star mm-hmm. Wars to the left. And I looked at my dial and my dial was like a little to the Star Trek side, but not mm-hmm. far to the Star Trek side. And so that's randomized. Like you don't get to set right. where you have to give the clue, which is the wrinkle for the clue giver is I look at it and I say, OK, I have to give a clue to something that is like 10 percent to the left, 10 yes. percent to the Star Trek, 10 percent Star Trek. <laughs> How do I give a clue that tells people 10 percent Star Trek? And so I gave the clue Jordy LaForge. Yeah, Jordy LaForge. Meant very <laughs> little Jordy Jordy I said reading rainbow stars. Yeah, Jordy LaForge. <laughs> and so my wife immediately put the dial like dead on the four because she went, okay, he's telling us it's on the Star Trek side, but he picked Jordy. Which I know means it's only mm -hmm. a little on the Star Trek side. And she was so spot on. And that is such a specific thing that she knew about my clue. Mark and I would have never guessed that. Exactly. So this is like a lot of times with these games, you know, when you tell people like, oh, think outside the box. We have Mm -hmm. to try to get Dave to think inside the box. You have to trick Dave Dave into conventional wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Because he will mention something that happened to him when he was like five. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't have that knowledge, but... Maybe I should. Let's <laughs> let's give a good example of that. <laughs> so one of them was uh, lucky or unlucky. Oh yeah, lucky or unlucky. Mm-hmm. And so Dave says finding, finding a four leaf clover. clover. So Mark and I are like that. Oh, I think real. it might have been hard or easy, uh, or common or uncommon. Something, something like that. Something along those lines. It was to the to the point where Dan and I thought it was a very uh, like rare thing, thing rare to find thing. a four yeah. leaf clover, which we backed up by science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Dave's the clue giver, and he puts it. So Mark and I are like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah, that's- my clue is for finding a four leaf clover. That's right. my clue. Yeah, and we're like, "Oh, that's very rare." Like I I don't know that I've ever found one. And mm-hmm. then what did my wife say? Yeah, and Candy's like, "Dave finds them all the time." That's, that's <laughs> so that's also. Not how Candy talked, but no. like in, yeah, yeah, in this yeah. situation, that's that's the yeah. tone. Yeah, Dave finds them all. Like, Dave, like yeah. Mark and I are idiots. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Dave finds them all the time, and we're like, yeah, but they're rare. And she's like, no, and so they got it right. Sure enough, those two were on track. And mm-hmm. Mark and I looked up on the internet like how common are four leaf clovers? Like ten thousand to one. Yeah, to so, find one. And the thing is, a week before we played, so two weeks ago, I'm out with my dog on a walk, and I look it out, and there's a four, there's a clover patch, and I go. Oh, maybe I'll look for a four-leaf clover. I bent over and then picked up a four-leaf clover right. and walked this home. Is, this is why this guy That's can't it. roll dice. <laughs> yeah, because all he, of my luck is on all, stupid things. <laughs> I've wasted my luck on four-leaf clovers. Yeah. You're constantly burning your uh, good luck rolls on like finding four-leaf clovers. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I've ever looked for a four-leaf clover and not found one within a couple of minutes. Well, yeah. here's the so other I thing. So I thought it was an easier thing. Here's the other thing. It could be the frequency that you look for four-leaf clovers. That's fair. Because I couldn't tell you the last time I've ever... <laughs> Ever mm-hmm. looked for one? Yeah, it helps to be with somebody that knows you it's really, really well. It's really cool, like trying to figure out how to thread that needle. I think mm-hmm. one of my clues was like the question was action or adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was yeah, so yeah. tough. Like action movie or adventure movie, and I like it was like sort of off to the side of the adventure movie, and I think I said the mummy. Yeah, and then and Dan and I had a whole discussion about how we had, did, we couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so Dave and I, our wives, they had it down what they thought an action and mm-hmm. adventure are, and Dave and I are like, that's the same thing. Like, <laughs> when it's clear, it's not. But yeah. Yeah. it's clear it's not. Also, the wives were dead on. Yeah, they, yeah. Knew exactly they nailed exactly where yeah. it was. 
We were playing boys versus girls. It turns out they're real good at yeah, this. We're, we're not so well. Good that's at like this. one. So I think the hardest clues are when it's like right in the middle. So if the dial's like yeah. dead in the middle. So mine was like good superhero powers versus bad. Oh, that one was a good one. Yeah. And I like just stared at it. For, I felt like forever because I was like, well, this is kind of like objective, right? Like mm-hmm. some people are gonna think. So my yeah. clue was beast his powers are fine like yeah. like he's, he's stronger and he's agile and yeah. like really smart but he also is covered in blue he's hair he's also covered in blue hair it's not <laughs> great but it's not bad yeah so they and they actually got it but it's just the ones right in the middle are the hardest for me because you're trying to find something absolutely mediocre it's, it's so cool to see how like people think about a subject yeah it'd be a really cool like uh ice breaking game mm-hmm. like sure. if you had a yeah. group of people yeah. and you were trying to figure out like Oh, what's this dude all about? Like you bring, you go, <laughs> what's, this, what's dude? this dude all about? What is this dude yeah, all about? I'm trying about? to vibe check this is guy. Is this dude action or is he more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is he is he like Expendables or is he like Indiana Jones? Wait a minute. Oh, so Expendables is action. Yeah, and Indiana Jones is adventure. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, now okay. I kind of so get it. So Mark explained it to us. <laughs> just side note, Mark explained it to us as an adventure movie has multiple locations. Yeah. They're like adventuring around. Yeah, the, they're um, like exotic locations. So like Lord of the Rings is an adventure movie. I would say Lord of the Rings is an adventure movie. Is Aliens an action movie? Which one? The oh, second one? Aliens <laughs> 2 is an action the movie. The first one that took place on a space station. The entire thing mm. is on the one space station, yeah, so it's an action, not an adventure? Oh, right. boy. I think I'd call that an action movie, but only because it's a horror action movie. What? No, like, no. It's not an adventure. Don't say horror, because we're only talking it's action closer, adventure. I'd say, I'd say it's like action adjacent. Like, there are scenes of action in that No, movie. your options are I, 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 If adjacent. I had to put the dialed in, yeah. I would have put it more on the action. Would you, what about, like, Terminator 2? Is that an adventure I movie? I think that's an that's action like, movie. But that's, like, multiple places, right? Yeah, multiple and, places. and multiple times. But it's, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like... Pretty exotic. I feel like adventure movies, they have to, like, to either take place in the jungle or, like, some uncharted <laughs> wilderness. so specific. It's like anyway. the difference, it's the difference between Call of Duty and Tomb Raider. The point is, Mark actually explained this to me, and I still don't think there's yeah, a difference. I, I still don't get it. Yeah, I still think. But the, on my Netflix, it says action slash adventure. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in the same all category. Up. That's it's, why it's such a good clue. It's like it's such a good question because it's like, all right, well, like how, do I, how do I communicate to them what I'm thinking of? Well, which... And one of the fun things, and this is purely our group, we misread the rules when we f- the, for this. the first clue. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's fine to say. I did this. <laughs> Dan, I didn't read the rules at all. Therefore, I did the, not also misread the rules. the rule book is, I don't know, four pages. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like you were digging through the <laughs> book of the Real rules. Small. We thought, or the way it was explained to us from Dan, <laughs> is, is that you put the dial wherever you want. Yeah. So basically, you can Which see your card, you can think of a clue, mm-hmm. and then put the dial where you want given the yeah. clue you think of. And let me tell you, that is real easy. Yeah, that's not as fun. No, no. So, it was, it yeah, was, when I reread it, it made way yeah. more sense. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this game's pretty popular. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, dumb. It's like the randomized wrinkle of like, okay, now I have to give a clue that matches the yeah. f- this wedge. Yeah. The only dumb thing was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. is, not the game. Not, not the, the game. game. Me. But cool. the, like the components are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I that. really like the way the dial works. Yeah, and it's all sits. So the box has like a plastic insert, but everything sits inside the box. So the circle thingy sits yeah. inside the, the box. The, the dial. Yeah. The, yeah, the dial yeah, the sits dial. inside the box. The score track is inside the box, mm-hmm. and a card sits in front so everyone can see it. And it comes with a ton of cards, like just a butt ton. Underrated <laughs> component for that game is the little screen that separates the, like that you like close into place. Yeah, the hot. Like, yeah. like, like being able to just pop that guy open and then it and then I, everyone I don't know 
it's not a pop thing because I, I couldn't ever get it to work. Yeah, I always yet. had to hold the bottom. Me too, to and I always like moved the dial a little bit. That's my biggest complaint. And then but Amber that's... was like, "You guys just don't know how to do it." Yeah, you do and, it like this, and yeah. she did just pop it up, which yeah. is annoying. Yeah, but... there's no way that she was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate. Yeah, that's the biggest yeah. problem. The biggest problem I have with the game is my wife was right about it. <laughs> oh, but it's so cool, like that watching that thing like slide up and then trying to see like how well you did. Yeah, there's that moment of like, oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, all, or, it all works really. Or good. the dead opposite. Moment. Yeah, when you're. Uh, like oh, oh. Well, yeah apparently finding a four-leaf clover is very common and then yeah. you look at the clue <laughs> giver and you're like what you're an idiot <laughs> stupid uh. so let's uh rank this game out of i got uh, info you want info oh my gosh yeah uh, someday i'll remember yeah it's episode all right. 30 it's I'm, fine I'm, you just you see the th- you just need it's a fine. nudge i'm gonna write info after all these yeah you just need a little nudge go, to get go you, ahead Bart. Get get, tell me about the game wavelength published in 2019 by palm court it was palm designed court? palm court i don't That's think i company. know that one yep Palm Court brand. A it's a fairly new game. Good for them. Uh, fairly new game company. I mean, they, they nailed it. I think mm-hmm. it's fun. The box is cool looking too. The, uh, yeah. yeah, all of it's really cool. The design was done by Alex Haig and Justin Vickers, who did uh, the game Monikers, and then also Wolfgang Varsh, who did Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yeah. I do like some reaching in a bag. Yeah. Also, that Quacks of Quedlinburg is good. Uh, Gonshon Clavier too. He did that too. He did that one as well. Really? Yeah. That's... What's the name? Wolfgang. What? Wolfgang Varsh. Cool name. Yeah. Yeah, that's so clever. Good rolling right. Do yeah. I like the name Wolfgang though? I think you do. Like Amadeus Mozart. Would you go by Wolf though, uh... or Gang? <laughs> I, I think we all know that Mark would go by gang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gang. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'd go by WG and then my last name, and that's the only what I would call myself. Oh, W. well, the, you'd call yourself that. That's not yeah. what I'd call you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would call you gang. Yeah, I'd call you, <laughs> clearly I'd call you gang. Yeah, I don't know. And I, then you could say things like, the whole gang is coming over. <laughs> and I don't know why that makes me happy, but it does. Now it I does. definitely say that. Uh, uh, the art was done by Nanna Vas and Sophie Hannibal, and what? this is their first ever board game. They run a visual arts uh, studio in Copenhagen. It must be the box because there's like no other art. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's probably like the design of like the dial and then the the, the colors are. Cool. I looked it's at like, I um, looked at their website and it's all very reminiscent of that like beautiful like pink and yeah pink, pink it's very thing. colorful it's yeah. like seafoam green uh, yeah. thing super minimalistic but also kind of striking too yeah. yeah yeah all of those things that mark said that made him sound smart mm-hmm. I, I, I i agree with i concur therefore i am smart as well yeah i am <laughs> smart adjacent <laughs> uh, so let's uh give wavelength a score so mm. we score our games one to ten but we don't use the number seven because that's kind of a cop out you decide average game good game let's say out of four leaf clovers Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, Dave, how many four leaf clovers would you give wavelength out of ten, but not using seven? I well, four leaf clovers, given how common they are uh-huh. and easy Obvi- to find, obviously. <laughs> I'm on the eight side. I enjoyed this game. I think that it is fun for the short game that it is. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but I certainly wouldn't want to play an absolute ton of it. But yeah. but I thoroughly enjoyed playing it. So yeah, it's a solid eight. If you want a good party game. That is what this is. This is absolutely the party game category. There's a lot of laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of why would you think that way? It absolutely does fit that party game niche really well. Yeah, I for wavelength, I'm also going to give it an eight. I think it it fits really well in the party game, and it's something that you could play with anybody. Like oh, anybody yeah. can get this game, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of those things that. If you say, like, let's play a game and you pulled out Wavelength, the people that aren't really familiar with games might be like, whoa, what is that? Like, Because it's really stunning to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's way different than anything else. And but you it, barely need a rules explanation, too. Well, I mean, if, once you get them down. <laughs> Assuming <laughs> tricky. Tricky you know the rules. <laughs> Assuming <laughs> you have a reading comprehension score 
above a newborn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I really love it. I thought the game was really clever and um, it, it's funny. Like Dave said, it's really funny. You laugh at everybody's stupidity and what they think is action or adventure and having more people to discuss what you think the other person's lunacy in the brain is yeah. <laughs> talking about with this clue mm-hmm. like that is a lot of the fun of the game as and, well and we should say you could do this totally co-op where everyone's on mm-hmm. the same team yeah we played yeah. it that we way we played it that way and then we also played competitive mm-hmm. where um the one team is guessing like where the number four is according to where the dial is which is also very fun so it keeps everyone doing something during mm-hmm. their turn uh, Mark wavelength one out of ten. Uh, not using seven four leaf clovers. You give it a. I give it an eight. Hell, hey, clean sweep. Board. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, like Dan said, it's a perfect. Uh, you guys had kind of touched on it. It's like a perfect like entry level party game mm-hmm. for a lot of different people. And uh, it's also like I said, you want to you want vibe check the new guy, bring out wavelength. <laughs> I don't know. Just I absolutely like, could see this being a game that you could like bring to your workplace oh, and, for sure. and play on your lunch break and laugh while you guys yeah. are trying not to spit sandwich. I assume everyone eats sandwiches every lunch break. In a metal, <laughs> in, a, in a metal. You lunch bring your pail metal lunch pail. With my thermos. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like it's wavelength and my little metal lunch pail, and yeah. I'm like, hey, it was a play game. And I sit on me. I sit on my girder, mm-hmm. thirty stories up, and then one of you has to hold it so the wind doesn't blow it off the <laughs> yeah. top of the girder. Uh, so that's Wavelength. Very fun game. <laughs> Moving on. We played a game called Hats. Mark purchased a game. I did enjoy Hats. I did hats. enjoy Hats. But spoilers, I enjoyed Hats. Yeah, spoilers, yeah. I'm not good at Hats. <laughs> yeah. It's a real stumper, that Hats. You know who it turns out is real bad at Hats? Mark. Yeah. Uh, okay, I did. We did. We Dan and I did good the first game. And then it. I had some things not work out for me during game two. Single digit score. Yeah, yeah. single digit. I think I had mm-hmm. five times your score. In the- <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we got to quantify <laughs> things, Dave. Trying but, to hang in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, Dan and I did win that first game, but I was trying to make some moves happen in that second nope. game. And Amber and I moved on up to yeah, Main it Street. Was, it was, was gnarly. Bad. It was really bad. So Mark and I saw hats at Gen Con 2019. Gen Con or Pax? 2018? It was definitely Gen Con. Kind of get them mixed up now. It uh, was a convention. It was a convention mm-hmm. that we were at. So yeah, we saw this at Gen Con mm-hmm. and the guy demoed it for us and I was confused then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mark showed us and I was confused. Still confused. Then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mark, tell us about Hats. So Hats is a, I would say like a drafting it's, style yeah, game. The guy described it as a trick-taking game, he but definitely it is described not it as trick-taking. a trick-taking I, game. Yeah, it is absolutely, it's no. a tableau building game. You yeah, in no a, way yeah, take tricks. That's a good way of yeah. looking at it. Yeah. So basically uh, the, like, the flavor for the game is like you've gone to the Mad Hatter's party. Uh, he knocks over all the hats and basically you're working against the other players to try to collect suites of hats <laughs> that suits yeah, that's suits. for anyone that did listen to the yeah. episode where we found out mark thought it was sweets. yep go back to the catalogs three sweet or two sweets out of four it's yeah. there you'll get to hear me have the most embarrassing uh moment in my entire and life Dave and i the biggest laugh <laughs> basically you have i'd say like five or six different styles of hats uh, what you're doing is you're basically swapping hats that are on the table for hats that are in your hand mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to build like a valuable like a favorite style of hat, like there's, I believe, orange, there's red, there's purple, there's brown, there's, there's blue. pink. Pink. It's, I don't know. Yeah. All I know stuff. is that when you first dealt out the cards, I thought there were four colors and then there's yeah. like six or seven. Yeah. And we were complaining, like, why'd they use brown? They should have used orange. And Dave's like, I have an orange. And we're like, oh. <laughs> oh. And then Amber pulls a pink out of yeah. her hand. I was like, what? Yeah. I don't understand this game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the way the gameplay works is you just take one of the cards from your hand, uh, you swap it for a card on the table. And then you play that card that you've swapped out for uh, in your tableau. Well, right. and but I like rules. Yeah, and I there's like rules. the center thing too because you just say like swap out with a card on the table. So mm-hmm. there's an actual board. 
Yes. That looks and like a table. The, it does look like a table, actually. It looks like a tea table. Like a there's tea like table. Napkins and, and there's little tea kettles and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's um, adorable. <laughs> so there's this board, and it's uh, it has numbers on it, and the numbers account for the score at the end of the game. It's very nice. Like It's very obvious what is available mm-hmm. for you to pick and what is your individual tableaus. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just a mess on the middle of the table. Correct. Yeah. You just... <laughs> yep. Yep. I also saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just basically swap out one of the cards from your hand for one of those cards in the centralized area, and then uh, you just start trying to build a tableau the best you can. Yeah. But the cards on the table, you can only swap out certain right. cards. Like So if you want to swap out the same color of a card... You can use ha- any card. It could be... Any number. Any, any number. number. Right. Right. No, if you're trying to swap like, out so a different let's color. Let's say, for example, there's a right. like an orange three on the table. Yeah. And you want to swap out the orange three with another orange from your hand. Oh, yeah. You can use any number from your hand to right. do that. I could play you. the orange one and get that orange three. However, like if you didn't want to swap out a color from your hand uh, and you wanted to use a different color to swap out that three, you would have had to have had a card that's higher than mm-hmm. the three. And also, I want to point out that swap out, you don't ever put things back in your hand. You start yeah. with a hand of cards, mm-hmm. and then every time you put a card down into the center to replace one of the cards in the center you take that card and then put it in front of you and that's how you're building your tableau right so the entire game is your hand getting smaller and smaller as everyone's swapping out cards from the center of the table to put into their tableau Mm -hmm. until everyone's down to one card right which is your favored hat that is basically what a bulk of your scoring is going to be is like what color hat do you have left in your hand that is going to account for how much of your tableau that gets scored. Right. So if I have a blue card in my hand, I'm going to score more points on the blue things I, blue cards I have down in front of me. Mm -hmm. It only goes one to six. So try to plan ahead. Who knows how, but try. (laughs) And one of the interesting wrinkles of the game is you add up the numbers of the cards on your tableau. Yeah. And then you subtract the value of the card in your hand. So you want to have a one in your hand. (laughs) In theory, you want to have a one in your hand. And, a lot of high numbers down in your tableau. Yeah. However you do that is by, up to you. I by mean, hook or by crook. Yeah. It's all nonsense yeah. to me. It is really interesting there. So we played both um, completely on your own as well as the teams event. I felt like the where this game lacked was in the team section because mm-hmm. the only thing you can do as a team is swap one card from your hand with the teammate you have across the yes. table. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't know what's in their hand, so you can sort of watch their tableau a bit and then try to maybe give them something that's helpful. But outside of that one action that realistically you're going to maybe do one time, mm-hmm. yeah. that's sort of it. Like, there's very think, little help in yeah, the team. I don't yeah. think Mark and I ever did it. No. I and think Amber just, and I did it, it in one game. It was just the way it goes because, Dan, I think you were building, like, purples it's and i just like didn't that. have any purples in my hand to swap out yeah. onto the board and it's like it's one of those things like either you can help or you can't or you have no idea what the other person's doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. which like, is more realistic yeah, it was yeah. option b most of the time i don't know what you're doing dude like you yeah. want one of my cards i'll that, slide you a random one that second Barely game i was <laughs> flailing it was I, awful yeah <laughs> uh one of the other things you can do is on your turn you can choose to not swap out a card and just play one of the cards from your hand as a black hat which yeah. counts as a suite of car- suite of your hats um, and that's where you play it face down but mm-hmm. the thing is it's worth one point at the end of yeah. the game and that's not much in this game yeah, yeah but it could help you out so also you score bonus points if you have the most different types of hats mm-hmm. so a black hat also counts as that so if you're yep. like tied with somebody else it might help you to throw yep. a black you, hat down and get some yeah points if you there. have the most suits of, co- of hats in, in your tableau uh you earn the cookie which is a really cool like resin cookie. It's a chocolate chip cookie and I absolutely wanted to eat it and I won it the first game we played and I immediately got up and got myself an actual chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) You win the cookie. Because I won won a cookie. cookie. And cookies worth five points at the end of the game. Because I won it the second time. Dave got me a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) He brought me back. I felt like it was the right thing to do. It was an excellent wrinkle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a blast playing this game. So the first game, I 
enjoyed it, but I was so confused. It was a little mm-hmm. rough. Yeah, yeah, but the second time, I had more of a plan. Not yeah. that it worked out, but I had one at least. And by the third game, I had a plan from my hand being dealt to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which, Whether it which works com- out or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that is neither here nor there. Yeah. Like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. As, but like, as evidenced by my six-point score <laughs> yeah. on the last game we played. <laughs> For sure. And see, in that game, when you had that terrible score, I had an amazing score, and my plan from the beginning worked out flawlessly. Mm-hmm. You guys gave everything that I needed yeah. to the center. And Nobody took anything I wanted. And that's one of the times, like, I could see what was happening. Like, I knew exactly what Dave was doing, and I couldn't stop it because I yeah. just didn't have a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was totally setting himself up to take the... Uh, like blue six or whatever it was and i was just like staring at it like can't can't do anything about that <laughs> like there it, there <laughs> it is because that's the thing like you can use the six as a trump card to get any number off that tableau but generally speaking unless there's another color of that suite in play like you're not ever going to get that six mm-hmm. off the board yeah. which could be handy if like you're because one of the other scoring wrinkles is you get a certain value of points for each card depending on where it is on the table right so like these little spots numbered, are numbered like one, one through to, six yeah. so like if you put like a blue six in up the on six the six spot. point spot, every you, blue card in your tableau is going to be worth six, six points. points. So, which is huge, it's huge, a- and that's the thing. Like everybody's jockeying for that spot. So if there's a blue in the one spot and a blue in the six spot, the six spot gets canceled out. Yeah, at, and now the blue's only worth one. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. I don't know how. But. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it would be. It would have been super handy if like I took a look at Dan and he's trying to like score green. Yeah, like I could like sabotage him by putting another green in the middle of the. Sabotage you know, of me the by thing. Being a terrible partner. <laughs> but that's the yeah. other wrinkle. Like, <laughs> so you can look at what someone's doing and say, man, maybe I'll try to sabotage them by doing whatever. But the problem is you have very limited turns, basically, yeah. because mm-hmm. once your hand is out, it's out. You can't ever pick cards. Yeah. So you only have however many turns you yeah. have, maybe like I, what, I would eight say or if, ten or something. If I'm going to sabotage someone, I can do it with maybe one card of my whole yeah. yeah. hand. You, you really Otherwise, can't. i got to pay attention to you, what I'm mm-hmm. doing. You definitely have to be like working for yourself, yeah. for sure. This is definitely one of those games, like if someone's really good at it, they're going to like crush you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminded me was more approachable Arboretum. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Arboretum's really thinky game. It's and this really fun. Game. And Hats is too. But Arboretum like lost me so quickly. Yeah. And that game can get away from you. Like, yeah, for sure, that, for sure. I was like, why blew this? Like, yeah, I'm like, done. I, like, I enjoy Arboretum, but it's it's a sometimes game. Whereas yeah. I think for Hats, it's like, okay, like we got a few minutes here. Let's let's play a couple I, rounds I, of Hats. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I definitely like mm-hmm. Hats. For new players, it would be kind of hard to understand i think yeah but yeah. for like if you've played games before like hats is pretty easy to pick up we didn't really touch on the art but it's gorgeous it is the it's art's really fantastic cool. it's fun yeah. it's it's hats it's mm-hmm. think of the mad hatter yeah. like it is a crazy yep. hat like thing. the pink hats have like a little pig on top of them yeah i think the brown hats have like a chicken yeah it was all like really lunacy. really great art and mm-hmm. really colorful mm-hmm. and i mean other than the brown there was nothing like really yeah. drab about it but it was all it all looked really good all the components were really yeah good. i wish they'd swapped out that brown hat for like a yellow hat yeah that's true and the orange and red are kind of right they're 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 very similar yeah they're not exactly the same you could tell a difference but they're close enough where it's Mm -hmm. like eh. so often where i sit uh if we play at dan's house there's glare from a window yeah and there was a couple of times i looked down and i was like i can't tell the difference between these yeah Yeah. one or the other yeah Mm -hmm. yeah mark tell us about hats hats published in 2019 by thunder griff games designed by gabrielle bubbla Huh? That also a fun Bubbola? name. Bubbola? Bubola? I hope not. Bubola. Bubola sounds terrible. I believe he's Brazilian. Oh, so. it's a gentleman? Yeah. What's his first name? Gabriel. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-E. And I think that's Wait, a... we met this guy. We, we met. <laughs> so we either met... It is a guy. It is a guy. It is a, he's a very thin, uh, yeah, like, uh, Brazilian guy. 
Yeah, he was explaining the game. I did not understand mm-hmm. it, but yeah. I was like, "This game looks really cool." Yeah, so turns he, out it turns is out really cool. cool. It is really cool. Yeah, and the art was like kind of what really made me regret not buying it from yeah. him. Uh, other game that he published was a game called Skyliners. Never really heard of it. I don't know. Uh, the art was done by Paolo Voto, cool who is a freelance illustrator. This is his first game. Oh, oh well, good he for did, him. He did he good did, work. I was about to say he did a great job. Yeah. And so many of the games that that we review, sometimes you'll hear us say stuff like, "I don't really know what an artist did." Like maybe yeah. they did the box art or something. This game is not like that. Like mm-hmm. there's tons of art on all the cards, and they are really neat. And the board, yeah. too. And the board, yeah. the board. Is it like a dark purple or is it a blue, like a navy I blue? I want to say like it's a blue. It is I want to say it's like a navy blue. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a color. <laughs> I, we should also touch on the box to this too is oh like yeah, a yeah. Book. It's and a, it opens like a book it's mm-hmm. real cool which is cool but only complaint about yeah. the the book there's no like magnet there's no like latch like, to keep yeah. it shut so like if i've if i've got it just sitting on the counter or whatever it could flop it open. could like theoretically open up and Due then gravity all my stuff all, my only all my stuff could fall out my only complaint was oh, how desperately i desired to eat that resin cookie <laughs> It would have been it terrible. It looks yeah. so delicious. And I think it, it definitely comes in a bag and it says do not eat on the mm. bag. Well, it was out of the bag by the time I saw yeah. it. Mm-hmm. In Dave's defense, I didn't see the thing that said do, do not eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you would have ate it, I would have been like, well. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, not even my like, fault. Yeah, it turns out it's fair game. The real question is, do I want to spend like another 18 euro to buy a replacement cookie? And I think yes. I might. Yeah, the answer is yes. How many euro to replace me? Because that cookie absolutely blocks my airway. 19 euro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Dave, we got to keep you alive. I'm too old to be making new friends. <laughs> That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> making new friends as an adult is so hard. I like, believe I in the sunk, the sunk cost fallacy is not real. Like, <laughs> uh, no. You guys are a sunk cost. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Like, I've, I've put in too much time. <laughs> so much time with you guys. I can't I can't train new friends to think I'm not a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. Understand yeah. that if one of you decides to move, I will sabotage it. <laughs> I'm burn your you, new house down. You will for sure lose whatever job you thought you had. <laughs> There's going to be some anonymous allegations made. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is me, Mark, your new employee. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I haven't burned down a company in like three weeks, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Oh, I saw your place online. It looks so flammable. <laughs> I mean, flamboyant. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, fire department response time, please? Yeah. I would like to be your new fire chief, not because I love fire and burning things down and watching them burn, but because I want to stop people like me, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm about two bad days away from buying just a bunch of Tannerite. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Mark, do you have more information about this game? That's it, baby. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's score hats out of 10, not using the score seven. We will say how many um, porcelain cookies. Not mm. porcelain, obviously. No. Um, I do like the idea of a porcelain cookie. Do you, though? Seems it's like way it's more break. dangerous than a resin cookie. Less calories, though. Like if it, <laughs> it'd be, I'm just saying. It'd be hollow, right? <laughs> it's more airy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hollow. It's like one of those uh, Easter uh, bunnies that you bring oh, home yeah. and it's just hollow in the middle. Yeah, like, except that's disappointing. Just, except whenever you bite into it, it just cuts cuts, yeah, the, just, cuts yeah. the dickens out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't swallow that. But oh, you, yeah, you don't you don't want to put that in your mouth. It's what happened dangerous. to your friend Dave? Oh, he ate a porcelain cookie. Yeah, he's gone. I would like to think anyone that knows me goes, Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, da- yeah. Yeah. I can What's the name it. of that porcelain company? Real fast. There's like a really Linux. Linux, Linux is definitely Lewis. a software. Yeah, I know Lin- Linux. I'm thinking N L E N N O X. Oh, sure. Is it a toilet company? Is Our this toilet- a weird? Is this Cole? a weird Mark thing that like Mark's into that he he just he reads about like porcelain manufacturing <laughs> nope. processes and what's L E N N O X? Linux Lewis the boxer. Let's see here. Hold on. Is this Linux. a toilet? We bought new toilets and they were like Cole brand. K Linux Lewis H L. Linux. <laughs> and they're so much quieter. So quiet. And they don't get clogged at all. 
I'll oh be the gosh. judge of that. I don't know. On the box, it shows the guy pouring golf balls down it. Lennox. I did do that, but I was <laughs> Linux like, mm. porcelain. Linux. Oh, you found it? L-E-N-O-X. <laughs> Linux porcelain. I'm so glad that we took our time on this podcast. <laughs> Linux porcelain. For you to look up Linux porcelain. My thirst for knowledge is unquenchable. <laughs> what, what was the joke with the porcelain? There uh, wasn't one. There wasn't. <laughs> just got I, just, I just said the name of a brand of oh, porcelain. Okay. Sorry. And then yeah. I was like, is that right? I feel like I have to fact check yeah. that. All right. Excuse <laughs> okay, me. Okay, good. Well, now you guys have learned something. Yeah. Linux is a famous porcelain company. And I know that's why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, don't say we never taught you. Yeah. We named our podcast Random Draw. You get what you, you get. get. What you yeah. get. Listen, you, you want to listen to a board game podcast that only talks about board games? You find someone somewhere else. <laughs> you pulled this episode out of the bag, and this is what you have to live with now. All right, so let's score hats out of 10, not using 7. Uh, Linux porcelain cookies. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, Mark, you go first this time. Uh, I'm going to give this game a nine. I okay. like this game a whole lot. Art's beautiful. Uh, I'm glad that it wasn't a disappointment after I spent like 18 months pining over this game. <laughs> I thought you were going to say $18. $18. Yeah. Like, yeah, bummer. I feel like it's fairly cheap. I bought it $24 on, I found it online for. I was going to say, I, I think yeah, I bought but... mine direct from Thundergriff Games. It was in euros, so I imagine it was about the same price as like you could find on, did on it, Amazon. Did it come from Brazil or I believe it came from Great Britain. Oh, oh did, was the shipping unreasonable? Uh, it was more expensive. But... I prefer to order things from perfectly fine Britain. Normal Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Some <Miss> Britain. Britain. <laughs> Hello, yeah. is this adequate Britain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this game a lot. It's a lot of fun. Components are great. Art's beautiful. Love the resin cookie. Don't eat the resin cookie, but definitely eat the resin cookie. It's not. It's Linux porcelain. No. Uh, Dave, how many Linux porcelain cookies would you give hats out of 10 not using the number seven? Uh, I got to go eight on this one. Okay. I, I did enjoy it. I think that the co-op portion of the game is yeah. very lackluster, mm -hmm. um, but I did enjoy it more, I think, just trying to puzzle out my own business. Sometimes well, <laughs> sometimes terribly. Dave Hubbard, <laughs> puzzling out his business. <laughs> the name of put that on a business card. It's a new spinoff <laughs> podcast I'm doing. Yeah, puzzling out my business since 2020. And you'd hand it to me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's, is that porcelain white? That sounds beautiful. Oh, it's what immaculate. Is what is this, Linux? <laughs> uh, but I actually did have fun, but at the same time, like, I would not want to play a lot of this game but as a filler game to just pull out play two games of in like a half an hour absolutely perfect for that yeah. mm -hmm. so i'm gonna give hats out of 10 porcelain linux cookies i'm gonna give it a nine and i don't have a reason for it i so i really like this game but it's like one of those things where i can't really point to why i had such a good time and i wasn't particularly fantastic at it i was i was fair at it like my scores were pretty the same mm -hmm. although every time i played it but it was just like I really, really enjoyed it. And there's not like a take that factor. And it's kind of you're playing by yourself almost like the board's changing a lot. But I just I had a really good time on it. And I don't know why. You just like the what cookie. You, what are you going to do? I mean, when you have fun at a game, that's the point when of I, the game. When mm -hmm. I have fun, listen, I don't always have to have reasons. I do what I do. <laughs> just a creature of instinct. Yeah, you don't tell board me. Board game instinct. You don't tell me why I like something and I can't tell you why I like it. <laughs> It's just the way it goes. It's the colors. <laughs> I liked all the colors. I like the cookies. It's the little and big I don't pig. like. I don't particularly care for Alice in Wonderland. So. 
the theme behind it meant nothing to me. Mm -hmm. I could have been anything. And I could go down the looking glass or it could have been a different theme. Either way, the game is fun. Yeah, the game's fun. I don't <laughs> care what the theme is. Although that's a lie. I do care what the theme <laughs> is. If it's something super offensive, I'm not going to want to play. Know what, that's fair. <laughs> but, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I have limits. Yeah, I, yeah, even me. Even lowly me. Uh, so let's talk about the final game we played this week. We, we have mentioned this several game times, so many times. Especially over the last couple of weeks we talked yeah. about it. Yeah, so we played um, Tale of Arabian Nights. Tale of Arabian Nights. We... Tales of the Arabian Nights. Oh, really? Because yeah. that's not what I wrote. <laughs> Tales of the Arabian Tales Nights. Tales of... <laughs> Don't worry, Google will correct you. Tales of <laughs> normally that's what we have to yeah. fall back on. Yeah, I did get that from the uh, BGG. You did. Uh, Tales just, of I'll just save you off the... the Arabian Nights, and I asked, but it's just night like nighttime, mm-hmm. not like knights in armor. <laughs> it was and like hoo hoo, and not swing swing. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I understand Wait, that. Yeah, what? The swing swing, I think, was a sword. Is a sword. So that but other I one's an owl. An owl. Oh, an yeah. owl. Owl at night. Oh, yeah. you know what? That makes more sense now. Yeah. But there's better ways to do it. Right? Yeah, but it took me real long. <laughs> you know what? It didn't take me long. I had to have it explained to me. <laughs> <laughs> I may have never figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Da- so this is Dave's game. So Dave's going to tell us about the tale. Oh. No, wait. Tales of the Arabian Nights. Uh, Arabian's Night? No, no. Arabian Nights. So this Night. game is actually one of my, I want to say probably fifth or sixth board games I ever bought. This yeah. has been in my collection for a very long time. Um, this is second edition. Mark told me. I didn't even know it was second edition. He also edition. mentioned it to me, and I didn't say it in the title. Because the first edition was when? I, in 1985. Yeah. So that was 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's not. <laughs> uh, sorry, it was 35 years yeah. ago. <laughs> Come on, man. Dan's being very careful about that. He's touchy that he's turning 40. <laughs> I'm 40 in like just a couple months. It happens, um, you know. <laughs> so this game came out the year before I was born. Just rub it in a little more. <laughs> just no, I, was, really, I was five. Really salt that wound. <laughs> you yeah. said 85? Five. Yeah, yeah, it was five. This game is a storytelling game. So last in the last episode, hopefully you listened to the last episode, if you did, uh, we reviewed another game in the genre, a, a game that is all about taking a journey, telling a cooperative. An or, adventure game, not it, an, an action game. game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. Game. Swashbuckling adventure game. So in this game, you take on the role of a famous Arabian character. So you could be yeah. like Aladdin or Sinbad or... Uh, I was Alibaba. Yeah. Uh, so you end up taking on a, a role like that. And it's kind of funny because if you read in the rule book, um, there's a section at the end that says, for our Western audience. And then, <laughs> and then it has this little fun paragraph where it talks about how like... You know, in our fantasy, in your fantasy, like your heroes go off and they so they protect people mm-hmm. and they, you know, do all these heroic things. Well, in our sort of heroic stories, our heroes think nothing of murdering someone if it furthers their goals, especially if they're an infidel. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember reading that line when I first got this game and I was trying to learn the rules of this game. And I just laughed and laughed and I was like, this is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. And it is. So uh, this game comes with three books. Uh, one is a rule book, and this one's semi-small. And the rules seem a little complex when you first read them. I will freely admit that. And I, like I said, I got this early in my board gaming career, and it took me a bit to suss out how to go about reading the stories. Right. Because most of this game is reading stories. So you have your second book, which is just a laminated sheet with a bunch of different grids on it. Yeah, like a trifold uh, mm-hmm. sheet. And then your third book is a straight-up book yeah. and it has Huge. two and a half over two and a half thousand entries. different little entries that's kind of crazy yeah it's so much content <laughs> it's so much it's a huge thick book and so what happens on every turn is especially three players or more 
one person on your right hand side if it's my turn then the person on my right hand side is holding the trifold laminated sheet the person on my left hand side is holding the book so i'm going to move somewhere on the board and then i'm going to flip a card and that's my encounter card then i will do some math with rolling some dice and i will tell whoever has the large book what the numbers are they're then going to flip in the beginning of the large, <laughs> thick book, mm -hmm. and they're going to give me some options. And then I look on a grid in front of me. Every player has a mat, and it'll be things like pick an object from C. So C. I will have encountered an angry gin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dan will say, go to grid C. And so on my player book, on my turn, I'm looking at my player uh, board. I have and they're all the here. same. All the player boards yep. are the same. And so I have all these options. So I, what do I want to do with this angry gin? Do I want to rob him, curse him, honor him? Grovel. Grovel. grovel yeah. Like <laughs> you can grovel. Kidnap. Yep. Kidnap. Like, yeah. There's all these options. And so I pick whatever I want to do to this angry gin. And then depending on what I pick, Mark then will look on the rubric on mm -hmm. his foldout and tell Dan a large or small number. <laughs> it sounds so confusing. It's 763. But, it's, yeah, but it's, yeah. not. it's not. And it gets more. And then while they're doing that, I will roll the destiny yeah. die, which is a plus or minus. And so it'll be either the number we tell Dan mm -hmm. or one number up or one, one number, number down. down. And then Dan will read the entry and we will see what I encounter. Right. And then everybody has these abilities. It could be whatever. Uh, wisdom. wisdom. I think I had for storytelling, yeah. seduction. Yeah. yeah. So magic. And there's there's yeah, like wisdom. There's got to be almost 20 different, different abilities. abilities. And they are these little tokens and you yeah. gather them throughout so the game. So when you're reading this paragraph, so you'll read it. And then there's no choices by the player. The player's made his choice by now. Every once in a while, you'll get another choice. Mm -hmm. But you, So you're reading it. And then at the bottom of the little paragraph, it'll say no skill. So if they don't have any of the skills, you read that. Or if they have one of the skills, you read that. It'll then, say like, yeah, it'll say sneaking or right. something. And then you'll be like, do you have sneaking? And I will inevitably say, no, no. of course I don't have sneaking. Why would I have that? <laughs> do you, do you have, have whatever you Do want. you have the golden bridle? That yeah, one came I, up a bunch. I yeah. don't have the golden bridle. No one bridle. ever got the golden <laughs> bridle. I don't even know how to get the golden bridle. And then Dan will read the entry, most likely that is no skill, mm -hmm. <laughs> unless you're Candy, <laughs> or and Amber, then you have the yeah. skill 100% of the or, time. Yeah, yep. Amber. Both the girls <laughs> did very well at this randomly generated <laughs> game. <laughs> and so when we were reviewing the Forgotten Waters, Forgotten Waters uh, one of the things we said about that game was that it was kind of nice when you would choose your location right. because you understood which skill you were going to be checking. You're either going to get that skill or you're going to check against that skill. And most likely mm -hmm. both of those things. You're yeah. going to get it improved and you'll check against right. it. So Arabian Nights is completely different. Mm -hmm. You will pick an action based on an angry djinn and you'll be like, oh, an angry djinn? Ooh, I have thievery skills. Right. I'm going to try to rob him. Nope, never works. It's so. for sure not going to be the <laughs> it's skill not gonna be thievery. Mm -hmm. It's going to be magic that you need or something wisdom to talk your right. way out of robbing. Like, it's never what you think. And if you're the kind of player who wants to win a game, this is not for you. Yeah. yeah. I will just outright this say is, that. This is so much more an experience mm -hmm. than I am desperately trying to win a game. Oh, yeah. Like, I, if you're super uh, uber competitive... This game is going to be kind of rough for you. Yeah. It's going to be real frustrating for you. And actually, the first time I played this game was with a player who is an uber competitive player. And he got very upset during the game. This game is very random and embrace the randomness. Like even when I'm teaching people this game, one of the first things I always say is don't think of this game as winning or losing. Think of this game as a really fun journey all of us go on, and then the end point is when someone technically wins. Somebody backs mm -hmm. their way into victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone accidentally won this yeah. game. Yeah. But it's not that you lost and they won. I mean, technically, yes, sure. but 
it's not like they outplayed you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not like it's oh so man, random. on turn seven they made such a good play <laughs> yeah. that like that's what right. defeated me. Like I, yeah. no, you were cursed and ensorcelled and like you had a lot of things going against you. <laughs> and then you, random stuff. Also, one of the worst statuses in that game, married. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so if you're married, you, am I right, brothers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got married. Now my life's over. So if you're married, have to, like check in. <laughs> so there's like this huge board. You could travel all over this board. But if you're married and you go to a different city, you can't go to another city unless you return home to see if you've born a child. Yeah, you got to check in with the <laughs> wife. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a funny, like st- stupid it's, thing. It's real funny. There's um, so many weird statuses in yeah, this game. So it comes with this, mm-hmm. a couple huge decks of cards and one of the decks is uh, a status deck. And there's got to be 35 statuses yeah. or so i don't i don't know the number it's but it's a bunch lunacy yeah, absolutely and some weird ways you have to get rid of stuff like if you're in scoresold yeah. then you don't get to move yourself you have yeah. to choose another player who <laughs> and, will then, move and, they move and that's, um, they're not going to help you no. no they never help you where do you want to go you're going over there <laughs> <laughs> what's your goal like what is your quote-unquote goal yeah then and in a, go lot far of, away. in a lot of ways, this game is also very sandboxy because you will have an overarching quest, which is nice because it sort of gives you like a bit of a direction to right. head. This mm-hmm. is what you should be doing. But in reality, like you can go wherever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's very open to whatever you want to do. And, and that's what we should say. Like the, the way to win this game is to get there's two different tracks, a, a story track and a mm-hmm. destiny track. Mm-hmm. And once you get those to a certain a predetermined number that you choose before the game, we played to 10. So if you get both of those to 10 and then you return to, um, I believe, Mecca? Mecca. Baghdad. 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 Once you return to Baghdad and complete one quest, you're done. You win the game. And so most times when you're, you're doing these quests, they'll give you either a story or a destiny or something like that or nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's all. Or knows. sometimes you just get cursed. Yeah, sometimes you just sometimes get cursed. You just lose your hand. Or you go to jail and you're going to spend the next couple turns trying, trying to, get to get out, out of jail. jail. Yeah. <laughs> get dumped in a whale. Yeah. There's stuff to work towards. But the game doesn't give you any idea how to work towards that. Like, it no. gives you some idea. Like, you're trying to do these quests, but each path you're going, you have to stop somewhere and flip over a card. It's lunacy. Yeah, Whatever it, happens, who knows happens. what's going to happen then. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> and in general, like, I've played this game a lot of times at this point. I couldn't tell you how many times. Every time I laugh a lot, mm-hmm. I have a ton of fun. I adore this game. But with my caveat of if you are a a gamer who wants to get a score, who wants to win a game, who wants to outthink your opponents, who wants to plan through a large strategy, this is not for you. In the same way the Forgotten Waters isn't for you. Like this style of game is about enjoying the journey. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying on last episode, these games and Arabian Nights does it as well always reminds me how much fun the journey is because the end of this game is just i guess it ended yeah Mm -hmm. and then you sit there and you start laughing about the crazy stuff that happened to you along the way yeah and that's that's one of my favorite parts about this game is when it ends and you're all putting away the box and you're just all recounting the stories of the lunacy so so there was five of us playing this and it it went by pretty fast i like that there's two different things for two other players to do Mm -hmm. while it's your turn and then you're listening to the story so amber ended up winning and like it was crazy so she was married she was uh turned into an ape man <laughs> she was like and it was just like yeah, she was. just like total lunacy but she was also stuff. the vizier of the town that she got married yeah, in she as a vizier ape man. Yeah. she had all these like a ton of different curses and a ton of like benefits and it was it was just like all 
all lunacy. Mm-hmm. She said she it was she was having problems keeping up. She had so much stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry for you. I have like one card. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a, a curse. curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan yeah. and I were sitting over there like just with nothing and scorseled forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Dave and I were moving each other around the board. Like <laughs> we got wounded several. the first turn and we're wounded forever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, the game's yeah. just it's a really fun fun game. Like I. It is a game because there's a winner, loser, there's yeah. rules mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's not a game that you could be good at because like, it's so or, right. Nor is it a game you should try to right. be good at. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I always love these like narrative driven games. Like you think of games like Forgotten Waters, you think of games like this one, even like to an extent Fog of Love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you have this arc of an adventure that you have on the board. Yeah, it's like a it's, shared it's, adventure It's really game. just about like, exactly. It's about the adventure that you have together right. and like sort of like the high notes and the low notes and Oh man, I got turned into an ape. Well, you think that's bad? At least my dude got his hand chopped off by a bandit. <laughs> that's right. right too. Yeah. 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 Hand off so, and then you had a hook. I had a hook. <laughs> I forgot about that. At least that. he hooked me up with a hook. Yeah. Um, that's fun. That's right. Because he chopped your hand off, and then he installed a hook in your which hand, which is so crazy. Because that means this bandit just walks around a, with a bag <laughs> of hooks. Because yeah. he's at any moment gonna mm-hmm. chop a that's hand off. That's his punishment. <laughs> they call him the hooksman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. we're still sitting here just laughing about it's about so, stuff that happened, and that was a bad thing. Like Mark got a status that was bad for his character. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it made it so that I couldn't get like courtly graces or something like that because right. everyone made fun of me because I was because of, of the hook on account of being a hookman. Well, and that's what Amber was an eight person, so she couldn't get appearances. Uh, yeah, beguiling or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that because she she was the ape now. Hard to be a beguiled. Ape. Oh, and she also couldn't uh, uh, choose the court action. That's yeah. another yeah. action that yeah. often comes up. You can try to court things i try to court a lot of things <laughs> yeah, yeah. i like it i like the hustle the components aren't over this world it's like an older game yeah so the components are fine they all mm-hmm. work very fine the cardstock's fine but nothing's gonna like blow you out of the water with like the visuals on this yeah the way the game is compiled like whoever designed and made this game is some sort of genius because <laughs> like the combination of the grids and the book and how everything mm-hmm. works and like it all works it all works perfectly and i like can't even wrap my head around it but good on them. I'm glad they're smart people oh, yeah. so I can enjoy yeah. it. it. I can tell you it's a, it was a team of people. Yeah. I assume so. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, it's super interesting. And the other thing I thought was really cool too is like a lot of our hobby is kind of – it's gotten a lot you know, more diverse like as the, the hobby has kind of matured. But a lot of our like quote-unquote stories like this – are set in like medieval European, yeah, or Vikings, Vikings. It's always like very uh, Eurocentric, yeah, or even like North American centric. Like, so rarely do you play a game that's set in like the Middle East, yeah, mm-hmm. and like you have this whole other different type of mythology. The idea Which that I'm not familiar with, right? No. Like, yeah. so you know, it, it really adds like this whole layer of mystique to the game where it's like, okay. I'm, I've heard of stories of Jinn, right? But like, right. I've never like I don't know anything about them other than and like, that's Grant the same thing. Like, I have heard of Aladdin mainly because of Disney, yeah. yeah. But like, and same thing like Alibaba and all them Sinbad. Like, I mm-hmm. have a overstanding that and, it, it. and it's so interesting <laughs> to see religion so it's just so central to that part of the world yeah like so weaved into this game where it's like okay. so if you end up getting i want to say it's a cursed or something you have to not cursed it's something oh, else yeah you have to take a pilgrimage yeah you have to take mm-hmm. a pilgrimage to mecca yeah well you have to go pilgrimage to somewhere else and do a good deed and yeah. then you have to and go, go to, to pilgrimage to mecca yeah and then you get a status that's oh you're pious yeah then you're pious which is a bonus for yeah. you mm-hmm. uh so like there's there's just so much to this game like we could just keep talking, but I almost want to say I don't want to because go play it. Like, it's a, yes. so much fun. Yes. It does have some downsides. And if I had some gripes about this game, weirdly enough, they would mostly be gripes about the game trying to help you to make good choices. Yeah. So one of my, and this is going to be such a weird gripe, 
So one of the statuses you can get in the game is bless. And I simply don't play with bless. Right. Because if you get bless, you're supposed to be able to take the storybook from the person to your left. And you can choose to read whichever story you want. Like the middle one that you should technically go or the top or bottom, depending on how the destiny dice would have gone. And I don't like that. Like the random, the crazy randomness is what's fun to me yeah. about this game. And mm-hmm. trying to min-max this game in any way takes away from just go on the journey. Right. Whatever happens, happens. Maybe you lose. Maybe you win. Who cares? Go on the journey. Dave sounds like a Boz Lerman song right now. I don't know what that means. But the game yeah. itself is it's just so fun to play. Like it's it just I can't say enough about the gameplay itself, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. the story and laughing and all that's definitely the best part. Mark, yes. Tell me all about this game. Designers. Tell oh, me all well about let's this. let's do the actual thing. Tales of the Arabian Nights second edition. <laughs> What's the, the actual, actual thing? The actual thing is me telling you about the game. That's what I asked. I, yeah. I just started at the midpoint. Are you mad because I remembered it no no i just was i, I don't know why i don't know what started me like in the middle of the whole section sorry. like you, uh, you got anyway it's, it's sorry i'm trying tales just of the arabian journey with mark just take the t- get a ticket take the ride see what happens <laughs> take uh, the adventure game. <laughs> tales of the arabian nights second edition published in 2009 by z-man games i think believe big, the first edition company. was in 1985 we might have touched on that already Design team was Anthony J. Galella, Eric Goldberg, Kevin Maroney, and Zev Schlossinger. Zev. Uh, Eric cool. Goldberg and Kevin Maroney worked on the first edition of Tales of Arabian Nights. And Anthony Galella did Dwarven Dig, and Zev Schlossinger did Silent But Deadly Night. So those are your designers. <laughs> Silent But Deadly Night. That's, Silent But Deadly Night. I want to say that's a fart game. And I, <laughs> <laughs> Silent But Deadly Night? I, like, believe... I don't want this podcast to become where we make fart jokes, but let's be honest, that's a fart it's game. It's just what the inside of armor smells like. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I believe armor makes the sound of... <laughs> I believe it's actually a like a Christmas murder game. Is it? Yeah. Boy, I was way off. That's uh, all right. Too. Art oh, done oh, by Peter Guilford who did Ninjato and so Dan Harding. The, the art's pretty cool on the board, too, because yeah. on the board, there's a bunch of like places of power and stuff mm-hmm. on top of all the little cities, yeah, towns. Yeah, it's like and, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you can end up in like the Mermaid Kingdom mm-hmm. or the, like there's all these weird, the Skull something or other. The Dusky yeah. Lands. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you can also end up in these weird places of power and go on like extra little side adventures, which are also a ton of fun. Yeah, they're the crazy. Game. Yeah, usually accessed by the most random thing. Oh, always. Obviously. Uh, I think I touched a mirror. I you and I go, did the same exact yeah, I one, found actually. a shiny thing, and then I decided to enter it. Yeah, that was. My- <laughs> it was like I chose. Enter, I chose enter, which I think is the go-to option now for everything. Just to, if it's available, try to enter. Well, something. I was co- my only options. I was trying to go with are enter, courting, and robbing. Mm-hmm. And, that and that's the weird thing fine. too. Is like sometimes those verbs don't. They're not verbs done by your character. Sometimes they are done to you. It's yeah, so yeah, weird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is- it turns out you're getting robbed. Like, yeah. why well, wouldn't have chosen? Yeah. Like, so one time, and I don't know if it happened in this game or another one. I encountered an old hag, and I decided to beat the old hag, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, obviously. Look, as you would. Teach look, her a lesson. Our heroes <laughs> are dear, different. Dear Western players. <laughs> dear Western players. So anyway, I decided to beat this old hag. Turns out the old hag was in disguise, and I lost. Yeah. The, I got the whooping. The, yeah, the was, beating was the on The beating me. was to me. Yeah. I would never choose beating. <laughs> I got wounded, and I think I got thrown in jail. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and it was fantastic. I would have traded it for nothing. Uh, uh, that's the other thing, too, I like about this game is, like, 
you do what you think is the quote unquote moral thing to do. Oh, that's yeah. a bad decision. And then like, it doesn't matter. Like no. you can profit wildly by just choosing to be a monster. <laughs> and then like, you could just be like nice to somebody and it would just not work out for yeah, you. Yeah. They rob it's, you for all so your money. Funny. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a second. I groveled before a king one time and he thought I was uh, making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is that all of the info you got there, Mark? That's all I got. All right. So this is Tales of the Arabian Nights. Yeah. Yep. All right. I got it. Don't forget that article. Second it's very edition. Important. Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights. Of the oh man. <laughs> All right. Tales of the Arabian Nights. Second edition. Second edition. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna score this one to ten, not using number seven. How many second editions would I give this game? Uh, I'm gonna give it. <laughs> this is so confusing. How many second editions? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better how than many, our old How scores. many beaten old uh, hacks? How many beat? <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna give this nine. Have I given every game nine tonight? No. Uh, no. You gave eight, uh, nine, nine. Oh, you gave I'm super positive tonight. Oh, well, they were good games. Whatever. Yeah, we played all. We played uh, all the winners. He's a happy boy. Yeah, I'm so pleased he's with the, how the world is right now. <laughs> uh, so, tale of her tales. That game we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm gonna give it nine. I really enjoy this game. It's very funny. It's a really funny game to play. Uh, sit around with your friends, just laugh, have a good time. So, Especially and, if you're not feeling competitive. Yeah, and yeah. the stories are not necessarily funny. Like, I don't know if you got. Yeah, the, no, no, no. The, yeah. I don't know if you got the flavor here in a weird way is a kind of brutal world. It's like a really dark humor. Like if you're in dark humor, this is Mm -hmm. the game for you. If you're like happy-go-lucky, maybe, I don't know. I mean, also you're going to laugh a lot. Also, it's still funny. It's a ridiculous (laughs) game. It's It's silly. It's a complicated world. So I'm going to give it nine tails out of of ten. Uh, Not using step. Dave, how many uh, tales of Arabia of the Arabian? <laughs> I'm the hardest time. <laughs> tales of the Arabian Nights. One out of ten. Not using seven. What would you give this game? This is so Good. tough Good because luck. I desperately sort I of want to give see it, it like another a, ten. I see, like, I, I see it twinkling in I your eyes the over twinkle, there. But here's my issue. So when I last episode rated Forgotten Waters a ten, mm-hmm. I couldn't really come up with a bad thing to say about the game. And with Arabian Nights, I can come up with like one bad thing to yeah. say about the game. My, my biggest complaint with the game is you can't ever tell what's going to happen. Like you can't, it's not like I want to, but no. also sometimes I kind of want super to. random. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and see, and that's not even a complaint for me. My actual only complaint is that I don't like some of the things giving me options <laughs> i don't want the game to help me don't you tell me that i should read three entries in the book and pick the best one for me i actually hate that that's a thing that you can do <laughs> and that's why i don't play with it uh and there's like one or two things in the game that are sort of like that that are very helpful and i don't like and it's such a weird complaint and i get that i love the randomness and i wish the game embraced what it was ever so slightly better yeah The components are also, there's a lot of them. So you're going to spend some time digging through decks of cards. You're going to dig through a giant pile of tokens. You're going to have to stop Mark from shuffling certain cards. Yes. Yes. You're never going to stop me. The Um, the day, night, and uh, evening card. Don't move those. Whereas with uh, Forgotten Waters, like it had the advantage of mostly being app driven. So like the amount of time you spent on component management was almost non-existent. Nine. I got to go nine. And I feel like, I feel like this is a bad score and obviously it's, a, it's, it's not like, a bad yeah, score it's <laughs> just below mm-hmm. perfect. this game is fantastic if you at all like this style of game this should absolutely be on your board game show what did i give forgotten waters mark do you remember i nine. believe you gave that a nine all right fine i like i didn't want to i'd want to check on that but oh no you did and because you said and i don't know why i'm not giving yeah it 
<laughs> I feel like that about a lot of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly why I'm doing stuff, but uh, Mark, Tales of Arab- oh, Tales of the Arabian Nights. <laughs> I'll uh, get it. This shows, shows almost. Yeah, good. yeah, you almost got uh, it. One to ten, not using seven. What are you gonna shoot? I'm gonna give this game a nine as well. Oh man, I'd like three to, nines? Th- yeah, make it. We're also make it popular. Yeah, we really dig this game. We seem yeah. like real shills right now. <laughs> well, we would be shills if we were getting paid for any of this. No, uh, I bought this, this game. like ten year old game. <laughs> no, but this was like a lot of fun. And again, I think if as long as you're approaching it from the mindset of like, oh, this is an adventure I'm gonna have. And this is a, a thing that I'm going to have experienced by at the end. And sometimes there will be arbitrarily cruel things done to me by the game. <laughs> yep. You'll have a good time. And even yeah. like when you lose your agency as a character, if you like you're being ensorcelled, if you, like I had an option that was insane, like I was yeah, insane you were for insane. a, a yeah, while. There was like one time where you weren't making any of your own choices. No, <laughs> no, I was insane and I was ensorcelled. So my character was being moved by somebody and then I was only making like the worst decisions, I think. Yeah. You- <laughs> yeah. So. But even then, I wasn't having a bad time because I was still like just enjoying, like just the craziest things that were happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, give me a nine. I like awesome. this game a lot. Three nines. Three. Ni- we liked all the games tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We They're... recommend board games. Yeah. <laughs> go go play board games. Play fun games with people you like. Good. Good, Mark. Yeah. That is <laughs> that is all the games that we played this week. But the show is not over. Fear um, not. Mm-mm. Fear not. I was I was a feared. Episode thirty continues. Yeah. The legacy for ex- episode thirty. Oh. oh will segue. be unvarnished. No. If we were good at this, we would have just reviewed a legacy game. Well, we would have to finish a legacy. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. We need to play more King's Dilemma. It requires a level of commitment that I don't know is in my heart. Yeah, I'm married and I still don't have that level. (laughs) That's where all my commitment goes. I can't commit to two things. Yeah. So uh, every week we choose a topic, a board game topic, obviously, and then we uh, discuss it. Last week, Mark gave us the bad guys of board game history. Uh, So this week, if you're you're not familiar with legacy games, we're going to go over, uh, just tell you about them, tell you uh, what experiences we've had with Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And a little spoiler, we never finished one. No. (laughs) We tried several times. I am getting close. Yeah, uh, Dave's getting the closest. Mark and I, not so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, we should play a regular games. game and then just rip it up in the end. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Like a game. Guys, guys this game's a legacy this now. This game's a legacy. Like, no, I liked it. <laughs> oh, rip. Did you just rip that card up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a legacy so it's game a now. It's a legacy game now. We need that for next round. Okay. Hats. Legacy games. A legacy game. <laughs> a legacy game. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Mark, uh, do you have stuff about legacy games right now? I actually have a ton of stuff about legacy Why games. Why don't you start us off, and Dave and I will join in, because we have... Dave and I obviously have mm-hmm. prepared a lot as well. As usual, as usual, I have thought about it. He I did have, some thinking. Mm-hmm. Dave gave me before the podcast a three by seven index card, mm-hmm. which I have my notes on, mm-hmm. and at the bottom right there, Mark. I don't know if you can see that. It says Legacy Game. So yeah. you've nailed it. So I did my part. Yep. <laughs> as host <laughs> like of the it. show, I did my part. I gave you that postcard. <laughs> That's true. I yeah. did so my now, part. All right, Mark. Well, uh, show us what you got. All right, guys. Every Legacy Game. Has four elements. Oh, okay. is it is it ripping up cards, ripping up cards, adding stickers, and ripping up cards? Yeah. Dave, you got two of the. <laughs> you've got two of those things. Wait, yeah. wait, wait! I'm, All right, I can do okay. This. Adding on. stickers, ripping up cards. Yeah, yeah. Unveiling secret things. No, no. Opening no. envelopes. Opening envelopes. Is that part of it? Mm-hmm. Opening boxes. Is on the right track. You're on the right track. Things that change the state of the game, like ru- permanent rules and state changes to oh, the game. Oh, good. Yeah. Bingo. That's all four. So, wait. oh, wait, wait. What's the third? What that we were close third? to? Oh, was yeah. it opening stuff? You just gave us some one? Maybe that's, I did. That's honest of you. I mean, that's. Mm, uh, what, well, what do you have? So, I'll tell you. You guys, I think you got all of them, like with all of your various examples. Now that we've wildly guessed. Yeah, now that you've wildly guessed. <laughs> Educated guesses. Yeah. 
So legacy games have four main components to them, like that make them legacy games. The first is permanent changes that are made to either the rule set or the game state that are okay. carried over from round to round. Dave so you, said that very yep. eloquently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are rules and mechanics that get added, modified, or removed as play continues. Okay, yeah. There are physical components of the game that are permanently modified. This well, is either with stickers or ripping up cards. So just stickers. Oh, okay. permanently modified. Uh, permanently not modified. destroyed. And then there are uh, physical components of the game that are permanently destroyed. And that's yeah. ripping up cards. Yeah. So you might think that like options C and D are the same thing, but actually they're kind of not. Because one of the articles that I was reading about them talks a little bit about the psychological cost of losing something from the game forever. Let me tell you, I've ripped up a lot of cards in Gloomhaven, and I've never once thought about <laughs> the psychological... So, co- My wife takes real glee in it, let me tell you. So I, re- I literally remember when we were playing... Pandemic legacy. Pandemic, thank you. Pandemic legacy. I saw it in your eyes. And I, I just can't. I can't think of stuff. We've been friends for too long. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. It. Hey, listen. If you don't think of it, I'm just gonna stand here and stare into the microphone. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Uh, so tearing up the first card in that, I remember all of us sitting around the table like, okay, we're gonna tear this up. Like, <laughs> are we gonna do that? Right? Like, this is actually like I'm supposed to tear this right, and we finally tear, and everyone kind of like a little cringe, like. Yeah, it was the slowest tear of all time. Yeah, but now it's like, okay, this is what Legacy Games are. But that that was like our first experience with it. We're yeah. just like, I don't know that I should. T- should we just put it in the box? Oh, like, yeah. The first you time you put it. that sticker on the board. Yeah. You're just oh. like, oh, man, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, you're it's like, awful. You're destroying a game. Like you're mm-hmm. making it so you can't play it anymore. Yeah. So like that's one of the. <laughs> Which in the case of Pandemic, good. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. We, we'll get we'll get into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we will get into that. People aren't going to like it, but it's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's like one of the things that they kind of talk about like the most about there being like a real psychological impact to a lot of the choices that you decide to make like throughout the course of the game. And you guys want to take a guess as to what the first legacy game was? The first legacy the game. The first was legacy it, game. Are, was it, it not Pandemic, pandemic Legacy? <laughs> it was not Pandemic was Legacy. It was Risk Legacy? It was Risk Legacy. I, I was going to say it's one of those two because yeah. they came out around the same time. Yeah. So Risk Legacy People was like published that. in 2011, and it was the brainchild of this guy by the name of Rob Davio. Rob Davio. Give it a shot. Whatever. No, whatever I, I practiced this. I was Did like, you? yeah, and then I still botched it the first time, <laughs> which is like, man, if that's not a metaphor for my entire working life. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Guess so Rob, show now. Rob Davio, he basically started his career in games as a writer for Hasbro. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a job that like nobody else has had since he got the job oh which was a writer he's specifically for text heavy games dominated the text heavy game for yeah hasbro yeah I, so like your arabian nights i would consider that a text heavy game obviously not hasbro but yeah so like that is a text heavy game for sure yeah so he was working in i think advertising when he got the job and he got signed on to work for trivial pursuit and Taboo. Those were the two games that he was brought on to write I played for. those. Isn't Taboo, the like, the what, did he, what, what did he write? Just a card with words on it? Yes. Yeah, it was a question to describe other like, words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Taboo. The end. <laughs> I've never played Taboo. Really? You haven't? No. I just described the game. Yeah. And, and then one person looks over your shoulder with and they have buzzer, a buzzer. And if you say one of those words, they literally <clears> just... Uh, they, and then you get, oh, man, the buzzer would make me so nervous. It makes you jump, and then it makes you angry. Yeah. In yeah. that order, and like, every time. not next to my ear. Yep, 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 yep. As he was like writing, he decided, oh, I have to get out of this department. He, that checks out. If he kind of hated for it. Taboo. I yeah. Can see. 
Uh, and he, he'd always said that he wanted to get into game design, and he was heavily inspired by tabletop role-playing games from his childhood. Okay. Played a lot of D&D as a kid. I get that. Nerd. <laughs> I haven't played D&D since Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know. That's something I barely yeah, you start, How you doing time. over there? Are you starting to itch? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, get a little, little scratches? I get that. Oh, I got to go home and just reread Xanthar's Guide to Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're curious, today is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, he began working on versions of Clue and Risk for Hasbro, two of like their all-time bestsellers. Sure. And he began to formulate this idea of a game that would remember. And a lot of the like apocryphal stories about uh, this is he recalls a conversation he had with a coworker about when you were playing Clue, like why does this guy keep throwing a party where he gets murdered? Well, that's that's a, fair. It's a new state. It's yeah, a new, it's a new game. It's a new game. What happens is he got murdered. His heirs sell the house to someone else who then gets murdered. Whose heirs sell the cycle. house? <laughs> it's a it's and a then, game about a cursed house. Clue is about a cursed house. I was yeah. gonna go different dimensions because there's sometimes different killers. Ooh, parallel oh, parallel universes. Yeah. But I like just how we Clue just in Clue. I like how we've had to come up with a narrative to connect. I kind of love it though. Can't though, just be a new game. Value. <laughs> can't yeah. just be a new Speaking game. Speaking of which, I just watched Clue like the movie. Yeah, oh, I love that movie. movie. It was great. I liked it a lot. That's your thoughts on it? Yeah, that movie's good. It's got a lot of a lot of endings. Amber was the here's a fun story mm-hmm. the clear space theater down here in rehoboth beach amber was the understudy for the maid that's the end of my story. what a roller coaster that yeah, was that's the end. <laughs> and she said she said the other maid was terrible oh and really? i don't know if this was bitter jealousy or <laughs> this was just furious jealousy yeah she'd never asked me to take out the maid like hit her in the larynx or something but mm-hmm. It's very specific. There was the no Larry? Tanya Harding. Yeah, she yeah, definitely didn't meat. say that. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that movie a lot. It was a lot of fun. That's my good. that's my review of Clue. Watch it. It's got mul- it's got multiple endings and Tim Curry's in it. Yeah. Tim Curry's fantastic. Yeah. I really liked that weird uh version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I- iconic <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> iconic Tim Curry movie. Why is this show. why is this version of Rocky Horror Picture Show so square? <laughs> I don't get it. Iconic. He's a butler now? <laughs> Iconic Tim Curry. Go. <laughs> That's a thing that will happen later in this it, episode. Is it Clue? <laughs> oh, man. I think it's probably no, it's uh, pa- down Paris. It's down Periscope. <laughs> Yikes. That's, that's I, I like that tape on iPhone. Yeah. What with terrible movies. That's, you said down Periscope and I said Congo. No. Down Periscope is definitely Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon is the actual oh, answer. Loaded yes. Weapon. Wow, he's Middle in some trash. Girls. <laughs> I I haven't seen it. No, all that game I don't know. I don't know. say it was Pennywise from the original. Yeah. He, he, gets he was Pennywise? He was Pennywise in the from original. From the original? It. It? Yeah. That, that one gets I've a lot never of play. Seen that. That's scary. David anyway, Iowa. if you want 20 more minutes of <laughs> that, <laughs> listen <laughs> to the, the good news is it's <laughs> coming. <be> nonsense. <laughs> All right, so basically he comes up with this idea for a version of Clue where the game would remember that you tried to kill the guy or that you did kill the guy. Uh, and he pitches it to Hasbro. And Hasbro's like laughs him out of the room. Oh. Like, hey man, Clue, Clue makes us a lot of money. Don't mess with it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of unless kinda, you're adding the Simpsons to it. Don't mess yeah. with our Clue. Yeah, basically he has to go back to like working on different versions of Risk, different versions of Clue, like oh, any other schlep. crazy version of Risk you've probably seen, like Risk in Space or Star Wars Vietnam Risk, Risk or, or whatever. Ring, yeah. Lord of the Rings Risk. Yeah, they're all yeah. the same game. They are all Risk. It sounds like Davio had like a hand in a lot of those. Bummer. Fast forward to 2010. 
they're like, hey, we need a sexy new version of Risk. <laughs> that's how they pitched it. <laughs> I, go, I hope desperately dear that that's Mr. what Deviel. the marketing rep mm-hmm. came on, on Hasbro letterhead. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Mr. Deviel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Version when, of Risk. And then we on need... the bottom, it's like a lipstick kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like they spritzed it with like cologne. <laughs> like when they put it in his little mail slot at yeah, Hasbro like, Incorporated. Like David Beckham from Adidas. <laughs> Why yeah. does it smell like juniper and re- <laughs> lavender? <laughs> Oh, it's musky. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so um, they called the meeting with him, and uh, one of the guys on the board was like, hey, you pitched to me this idea, like a story-driven clue. Yeah, and I was a sucker then. Yeah, mm. I've I've done some thinking, and I, not only do <laughs> I want— Just like Dan and I in this podcast. <laughs> I've, I've changed as a human. <laughs> I've done some thinking, hey, would you like to do something like that with risk? And Davio said, yeah, I'd love that. That'd be great. So he spends, uh, I think, believe the next year and a half, over 18 months, uh, he worked on every aspect of what would become Risk Legacy, uh, from writing the cards to art and even helping produce sales videos for the game. Oh, wow. Uh, So I have never played Risk Legacy. I've played played Risk. Yeah, I've played Risk. But Risk Mm -hmm. Risk Legacy was like really well received. Mm -hmm. Universal acclaim when it was released. I've never played it because I don't want to play Risk. Yeah. But I know this isn't exactly like Risk, but I also... I don't want to play. So, I don't want to play Risk, and I definitely don't want to play it a bunch of times. Yeah. So while I was reading it, it sounds like you <laughs> get, you like get your faction game. right, and like the first choice you make in the game is you give your faction a, a power up, basically. Mm. Like so, that sticker goes on your faction sheet, and oh, the other man, one gets right destroyed off right off the bat. Like Dang. you have to make a decision about what you're doing. I love wow. it. And hate uh, it. there's also nuclear warheads in this version of Risk, so you can nuke cities that make them basically unusable for the rest. We used of the, to play campaign when I was a uh, born game ingrate. When before I knew what. A, great board games were we used to play risk and we had to if you rolled uh three of the same number that was a nuke and you just drew the card off the top and whatever that was that country just got nuked. oh that's <laughs> really it could be fun. your own country it could be whatever just oh that's kind of fun yeah i like that that's that's like fine blast. it didn't make risk any better but it was, <laughs> was did it make it shorter <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically he released it in 2012 or sorry 2011 and by 2012 it was like the talk of the board game industry yeah. The talk first the ever cat, first ever legacy game. The catwalk? No, the cat. It was the bee's knees. The cock the, of the walk. It was the cat's pajamas. Bingo. That's what I was doing. I was combining two different things. Yeah, cat's pajamas <laughs> and cock of the walk. Yeah. doing a bunch of different things. <laughs> so while the game was successful, the money itself it made was literally just a drop of the bucket to Hasbro. To Hasbro? Didn't yeah. even really notice just it. Went because... right in their Scrooge McDuck Tower of Money. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hasbro. Just <laughs> diving through diving metal through coins. coins. Yeah. Swimming without an issue. Yeah, and now that's where coronavirus came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is Mr. Hasbro mm-hmm. swimming in money. Mr. Hasbro. So, yeah, so while the game was super successful, made a ton of money. Not for Hasbro. It wasn't Hasbro money, but it was, like, big Who? for... I mean, somebody made money. What's that? Somebody made money. Did this guy make money off of it? Who knows how they get paid? I, I assume he was on a salary. He yeah, made no extra sure. money off this. Probably got some, yeah. a little kickback. Yeah. Yeah, he probably got, like, a bonus. I, I hope so. Think. I would hope I so. Hope Although, so I don't know, Hasbro. That's true. Possibly stolen Yahtzee. Uh-oh. Uh, hey, stay, hey, no stay spoilers. Tuned. Stay oh, tuned. <laughs> Look, at, Look at you teasing future episodes. Yeah. Anyway, so basically that gave him the confidence to be to leave Hasbro and become an independent designer. Oh, he was, now I'm a master. I'm out of here. He's like, watch this. You thought my first act was good? Uh-oh. Did he do Buckle something up. Else? Tell me more about this guy. Davio? Yeah. Yeah. Did so, he do something good with his life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he actually did a lot of work that you guys are probably familiar with. We'll see about um, that. <laughs> so uh, at that point, he starts working on a game that will eventually become Seafall. Uh, well, yeah, which we played. We two played two three scenarios. It wasn't great, but we did get it for like twenty four dollars or mm-hmm. some nonsense like that. I think yeah, I, I bought it, and I think it was less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it was on 
heavy sale. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Because so, that, that game had a lot of fanfare before it came out. Yeah. And, and then, then after it, it came, came out, out we'll it be, had a lot of fan not fare. Yeah. We'll be covering that in just a few minutes. Oh, okay, but in the meantime, in 2013, he gets approached by Matthew Leacock at Gen Con. Hello. Yep. 2013 Gen Con. He's like, hey. Gen Con. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. But he's like, hey, great job on Risk, Risk Legacy. Legacy. We should do a collab. We should get the boys together. Is this a direct quote from what they're meeting? According to my imagination, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? That's mm-hmm. my favorite fact-checking okay. service, Mark's imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, Matt Leacock just basically, hey, Bubbola, let's talk business here for a second. <laughs> Bubbola. Uh, I've got this intellectual... Bubby, come here. <laughs> I've got this intellectual property that is spicy, sizzling hot right now. Uh-oh. Wouldn't believe it. It's called Pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you know what Pandemic could use is like a legacy version of Pandemic. <laughs> do what being you, a good game. <laughs> <laughs> do what you, I just keep really trusting Do what pandemic. you did before, but like people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, so basically they collaborate. Apparently Daviao sent a huge one-word email response in like type 72 font. I said, yes, I'd love to do this. Did he really? That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. That is a thing that happened. Like that. <laughs> and they just started working on Pandemic Legacy, which season one, you know, so which is super so popular. Was that for Hasbro or that is a separate no, project? That's, they don't. That's, that's separate. Yeah. Does he not have that. something in his Hasbro contract that says, hey, you can't work on board games for other companies? Non-compete? Maybe no, apparently not. Huh, good apparently for him. Apparently not. Yeah. He's good. I, I guess if you started writing out for Trivial Pursuit and ta- Taboo, I don't know. He said, I'm good now. See ya. Later, suckers. <laughs> I'm going to make board games history and that's what he did when yeah. they uh, basically they spent like a ton of time working on pandemic legacy and the big the big difference between pandemic legacy and risk legacy is that pandemic legacy is cooperative mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and he said while they were playtesting the game they noticed that like in pandemic legacy there was this huge tendency for wins to start snowballing because you'd get better and better stuff mm-hmm. you ha- would have like less bad stuff happen on the board Risk Legacy, if a person started to dominate, the other players would just gang up on that person and drag them back down to sort of even up the playing field. Yeah. Uh, not so Survival much in Pandemic Legacy because it's cooperative, you know? You don't want to drag the good people down on that. <laughs> yeah. Different kind. I of- gang up on you too. Yeah. I block your path. I infect these people. Yeah. <laughs> I get the disease and I go to a healthy city. I choose not to wear a mask. <laughs> oh, topical. Wear your stupid masks. The way they decided to solve this design problem is they came up with the idea of slashing your funding every time you did you a good, good job. Yeah, because it makes sense because yep. that's yeah. like real world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so you can do that with that much money? Well, what can you do with less? Yeah, yeah. what if we got rid of less? Uh, Somehow, th- military doesn't work that way. <laughs> yep. Shocker. <laughs> so uh, in this way, they were able to basically reward success with a greater challenge. So right. it was kind of hard to keep going. In a 2015 interview with NPR, uh, Daviao said he actually had heard from scientists and doctors that this mechanic was actually too real to be comforting. <laughs> Quote, it's funny. We had a level of funding in this game. And as you do well and win games, your funding gets cut because your bosses think you've got this under control. And as you, if you lose, you get more funding because clearly there's a mess to be cleaned up. And we have heard from people in the medical field and research and they're like, yeah, that's what it's like. As soon as you do well, you get rewarded by having your funding cut. That's yeah. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Oh, there's less disease now because you worked really hard to clear up a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Cool, you don't need as much money You don't now. need this money. Clearly, that disease will never come back. It's not like what you're doing was preventative or <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> exactly. So we <laughs> played season one of Pandemic we Legacy. We did. Well, we played until October yeah. or November. A large we, portion of We it. played most of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to speak for everyone, but I don't enjoy playing Pandemic that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played Pandemic a lot, actually, when I first got into board gaming a lot of years ago. 
it was perfectly fine at the time. Like even at the time, I don't, I didn't love the game. It was pretty much that Munchkins or Settlers of Catan was all we had. Yeah. So yeah. we played that. back in my day. All we had was Catan. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's all my friend group had. So yeah. it, it yeah, was the way enjoyable. you said that it made you sound like an old codger out in the woods. <laughs> and that's the thing. There's like there's nothing wrong with the game, and it's a good intro game. And it's yeah. good to teach people how co-op mechanics work and all mm-hmm. that. I just don't want to play it. I don't enjoy it that much. So the problem that I think we had with Pandemic Legacy is you're playing a lot of Pandemic <laughs> over yeah. and over. If it had taken the course of like eight months instead of 12. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think maybe th- one month. And, and <laughs> I just I just kept going down numbers in my head. And I, I like I like the twist and turns. Yeah. And the, my biggest problem is like, so if you fail, like you play that month again. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I, you no, play I don't want to do again. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have like, what, two or three opportunities to, Some, something to, like that. to I don't know. beat the month. And... So we never finished it. So we should say that we never yeah. finished it. So maybe it had the most fantastic ending of all games ever. If it did, I, let us know. I read through the spoilers and it turns out season two goes in kind of a wild direction. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But we're not going to play season two. So <laughs> yeah. we didn't finish. Yeah, we one. didn't play finish one, so I don't, yeah. I can't so once it got released, Pandemic Legacy again, super hit. A lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it's like that. way up there on yeah. the uh, BGG mm-hmm. top 100. Uh, in 2016, after taking some time to finish designing Seafall, he releases that, and it's kind of a uh, moment. It's kind like the first time st- he didn't receive like yeah, kind of a stinker. I hear. Yeah. So Seafall was the first game, I guess, that he made that wasn't already a game. Yeah, yeah. it was the it first time he I- was working on something that wasn't like yeah, established he, IP. Right. He didn't convert into Legacy. He made a game, then made that game. Yeah, because Risk is mm-hmm. already popular, and Pandemic obviously is already popular. Mm-hmm. Seafall is Seafall. It's yeah. not popular. Yeah, and yeah, apparently when, when he when he first started designing Seafall, he designed it as a 4X style game mm. that was also had a Legacy component. Hmm. And I it don't know if that sounded like it would have been a real nightmare to design. I li- well, all of this seems like a nightmare to design to me. Yeah. But I like pirate games a great deal. I do like pirate games. So it was kind of yeah. weird that like it didn't really catch with us. But I mean, if it's not a good game. I don't know what to tell you. It could oh, be anything. And in case you want to hear our thoughts on 4X Games, check out episode 25, Yeah, Star Butterflies. Did you write that down somewhere? I did. Oh, all He right. is so prepared I nowadays. thought you just knew that. Yeah. Which would have been it would have more been weird. weird. Well, yeah. like I said, I'm doing this I'm doing this weird run through through our back catalog to kind of like do a special spreadsheet yeah. for us to kind of know how we feel about certain games. So here's a quick background about the podcast. We never anywhere kept a list of the games we've already reviewed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and so the other day we were talking about uh, games to play to review, and we realized we had no idea if we had reviewed certain. Yeah, games there was or a not. little confusion mm-hmm. on whether we had talked about it or not. <laughs> yeah, because so. we between all of us we have a, a huge amount of games. Yeah, and we've played almost and, all of them together at some point. Right, but it's like, did we talk about that on the show? And Mark has take up the the harrowing event of going back and seeing what. Yeah, we've starting at episode about. one, it was like a real whole new world for us. Like <laughs> well, you wouldn't have thought that we were actually way better than we are because we aren't that great now but yeah well in ep- episode one <laughs> we weren't even giving like actual scores to games yeah i don't know what we were thinking it was yeah. fun though yeah yeah it's, it's still good fun time. it's still fun <laughs> good time. it just makes more sense now. excuse for us to hang out together that's yeah. what it was yeah. this podcast ends actually as soon as it's not fun anymore oh yeah like we play board games and do this podcast for the same reason we enjoy each other's company and this is fun right yeah i'm not mm-hmm. no one shocker no one's paying us yeah. for this yeah for sure back in 2017 Daviel gets together with Leacock again and is like, hey, we had so much fun doing Pandemic Legacy for season one. Let's do season two. At least season two. Again, kind of hit that high universal acclaim. People seem to like it. Yeah, people liked it more than Seafall is what I'd say. Well, I mean, <laughs> we played more Pandemic than we did Seafall. You know what? what that's we did. Worth. 
That's fair. There was another genre shifting release in 2017. What was game it? Was, was it, it Gloomhaven? It was absolutely Gloomhaven. <laughs> Mega hit. I'm Num- number still one on, playing that yeah, game. Yeah, number one on BGG. I yeah. own that game. Yeah, when's uh like how long's it been in that number one? I don't know. Like, well, a while. Long time, right? Yeah, it took. A, I think Pandemic Legacy was number one, and then it bumped that down. But now I don't think even Pandemic Legacy is number two anymore. No, I could I, easily check, but I'm not going to. I'm really looking forward to uh, Frosthaven too. There's talk of up there with like Twisted Fables. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of that game? Twisted yeah. Fables? No, Stuff Fables. Stuff Fables. Oh, really? A legacy version of Stuff Fables? No. No, no. shut up, Mark. Okay. <laughs> listen, to about, listen to what I'm about to say, Mark. <laughs> I like mindlessly speculating about what you're about to say. <laughs> so there's a talk of with Frosthaven doing the same thing they did with Stuff Fables where you have a book. Mm. So Gloom, Gloomhaven's a lot of fun where... Why don't you just use the version of Gloomhaven that uses the book as an example? Oh, yeah. The new the new one. The lion. New, oh, Lion and yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, that's where the idea came from because they oh, yeah, did for it sure. in that one. Yeah. Well, but they're talking about... <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, uh, colon, a Gloomhaven story. Yeah, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe haven. (laughs) (laughs) It's technically a prequel to Gloomhaven. What that game is, is I think it's a Target exclusive also, which is is. weird, for people to try out Gloomhaven. Oh, it's like like Gloomhaven diet. It has the mechanics. It's not light. It's the the same game, but it's only four characters, and it's a shorter story. And instead of having all these tiles and tokens that you're building out every scenario, and it takes quite a while sometimes to collect everything and build it, it's just a book. So you flip open a page of the book, and there on the sheets is the scenario. And they have and you add-on tiles. You can move, slide up to the book mm-hmm. to make it bigger. That's but cool. That, but that's it. Like, And it's funny because Dave and I were talking the other day about Gloomhaven. Dave has a board game table that you can put a topper on. And if he didn't have that, I wouldn't he, play. he's not going to play Gloomhaven. Yeah, because the such setup a pain. Is, it's such a bear. Like it's The box is huge. And there's so much stuff to pull out. It's so just like Candy and I have been playing this for over a year, yeah, I want to say, sure. off and on. Mm-hmm. And you guys have both played scenarios with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we've been playing like a long term campaign we just both retired our third character so we're on our fourth characters each uh which is a lot of fun but the setup for that game the amount of components in gloomhaven is so overwhelming yeah. that if i didn't have that board game table we would hardly ever play yeah, yeah it's it's just such a setup them doing the book is is a really smart way to to cut down on some of that because it's just so much gloomhaven so many tokens yeah so many stinking tokens to like pull out and separate it's just it's such a, a bear yeah. of a game but, and i own gloomhaven and i oh yeah I mean, but when it comes to a legacy game, like yeah. it has all of the components. You have yeah. a big board with a map, and you're putting stickers on it, and those are the scenarios you can go play. And it's it's got lots and lots and lots of cards that you rip up, and yeah. it's it's got envelopes you open in boxes, and you unlock new characters. And there is so much to this game, and it's a lot of fun. And my wife takes a lot of joy in ripping up the cards. I mean, it's 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 a good it's a good moment of joy, I think, for anybody. Whenever you get to just destroy something that I don't know, I don't, I feel weird. Yeah. You're, uh, and I know, get that. Sad. So safety boy. Sad. One yeah. of the things I uh, was careful. having a discussion with a guy in the board game subreddit the other day, and he was saying he doesn't like the idea of legacy games because, mm. well, this means I can only play it one time. What if mm. I just don't rip up the cards? And I was like, well, I mean, you're still putting stickers. Like yeah. you're still changing the board state. And he was like, well, what if I like made it they put have stuff a, on the sticker, like they have vinyl a pack or whatever. That- let you reset Gloomhaven. Yeah. But like, like, are you going to play well, and so hundreds of hours of Gloomhaven? That's twice? my ultimate thing. My wife and I have been playing this game off and on for over a year. Mm-hmm. And we'll sometimes in a week we won't play a scenario. And then sometimes we'll play like three in a week. And it goes back and forth. But we've probably put, I would say, a hundred-ish hours mm-hmm. into playing Gloomhaven. And we're not done. Yeah. Like there's still a lot of scenarios we haven't played. There's still characters we haven't unlocked. 
I'm not going to play this game again. And like yeah, my Candy and I actually had a conversation about that the other day. Like when we're done with Gloomhaven, that's it. I'm done. So in talking about making this book, the book where you flip it open and that's where the scenarios are, there's a lot of pushback on the Frosthaven Kickstarter page because people were saying, well, what about all of the community-driven scenarios? So one of the neat things about a tile-based game like that is that you can make up scenarios, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to play one. Yeah, like, it, that is a thing that I don't care about at all. Yeah, it's cool. I can't imagine really into Gloomhaven. I, I can't imagine playing this game enough. As someone who's put 100 hours into this game, I can't imagine playing this game even more yeah. once we finish it. We probably have another 30 hours to yeah. finish this And game. I really it's, like Gloomhaven. I had a really good time yeah. playing it. But, like, I, I just don't don't want to play hundreds of hours of, of one game that's the problem though right is like i mean if you love gloomhaven if you're like one of the people who would put it as the number one ranked game on bgg mm-hmm. that might be like right up your alley like i'm, I'm really glad that there's a whole community of sure. people that would help support each other and give each other more content for this thing they love yeah but the same way if if i'm like where dave's at even if i'm not over the moon loving gloomhaven I'm going to grind through and finish it. I've put this mm-hmm. much oh, yeah. time in it. Like, as long as I'm not hating or dreading, like, playing it. Yeah. No. As long but, as it's not an obligation. Right. Right. As long as it, there's still some fun factor. But, like, at some point, it's just, like, how much more Gloomhaven am I going to play? Yeah. Well, and kinda... I think that's one of the problems that legacy games can have. Because now, like, the genre is growing. That legacy yeah. games exist. We're making more and more of them. And so there's almost this push that because you're ripping up cards, because it's a one-time play game, you have to just put a thousand hours of content into it. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think a good game can span over 40 hours and you've gotten it all out. And it was a fantastic game. And I had such a fun journey. And now that journey is over. And here's the end state of the board and I'm done. And I'm fine with that. It's very reminiscent to me of like huge AAA releases like, I don't know, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, Yeah, video games. Where it's like, as much as I love that game, it was like way too long. It's really long. Too much. Way too long. And it's, tell me like, it's okay. I'm okay with dropping X amount of dollars on a self-contained narrative. I'm okay with just a 40-hour game. Right. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And it's 40 hours, if I'm paying $60 for a game, board game or video game, Mm -hmm. and I play it for 40 hours, that's way more money to value equation that i'm getting if i was going to go see a movie or something right or go bowling right. or something so i have no problem the game doesn't have to be a thousand hours long mm-hmm. no and at a hundred by the time candy and i finish gloomhaven oh it'll gosh, run yeah. us probably 150 hours of gameplay that is 300 man hours of fun yeah mm-hmm. that is what 20 cents an hour yeah or something ridiculous that works out too because it was 100 bucks plus shipping so right. i don't need that it's fun and it's great that there's that much content but i think there can be such a thing as too much content yeah that's definitely my problem with the legacy games i get that like it's not the only thing you're gonna play right no mm-hmm. it's not so you, but you play it whatever once a, once a week or whatever but still even that so i need variety yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't want the same thing over that's why i own 150 board games because i want to play <laughs> A ton yeah, of different sometimes, games. Sometimes you yeah. just want to do something a little different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I can't listen. If you're one of those gamers that loves to dig deep in a game and like get the strategy down pat, good on you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that. Like I need variety. <laughs> I will get my, bored. Yeah, my attention span too short for that. I am a filthy, dirty American. <laughs> I like have a short attention span. Yeah. I can only do so much. Kind of putting a button on this whole thing. What's that mean? What putting a that? button on it? Yeah, putting a button do you press it? the button? Or is it like a pants button? No, I think it's like, you know. <laughs> pants button. I think, I don't know, like I think closing something? Maybe, all right. So here's my here's my guess as to what this expression means. I'll look it up. It's like when you are tailoring something, the last thing you do is add the buttons. 
Is it? I've Maybe. never tailored it. I don't know. That's what I kind of think. You're telling me you're not a tailor. Yeah. But I think, you know, it would make sense that that might be the last thing you do. What if you just, you're just you put a button on it? You're you're good. What if you're just changing the size of my inseam? There's no button there. Maybe not. What if I'm a Quaker them. and I think buttons are evil and belt straps is the only thing I believe in? Hey, I'm pro buckle. You do. I'm anti button. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. <laughs> this doesn't really help. I think belt buckles are way sexier than buttons. So, anyway, to put a button on this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to put a button take. on this, uh, Rob Davio basically goes on to co-found Restoration Games, kind of hot right now. Great. We played a bunch of their games. Yeah. Yep. Scored huge hits with Fireball Island. Own it. We played and it. We the, just reviewed that. And the, we did just review the last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We surely did. Restoration Games. I didn't even have that written down, Dan. <laughs> Good for you, Dave. You know what? <laughs> That's Unlike why we keep some other on. amateurs on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're doing that, and then uh, the newest thing that the Restoration Games is working on, of course, the highly, wildly successful Kickstarter for uh, Return of the Dark Tower. Yeah, man, expensive, many millions Too of dollars. That is, for me. That is many why I did dollars. not back it. I did not. I, uh, I looked at it and I thought that looks neat, and then I looked at the price and I said, not that neat. We saw it at <laughs> yeah, um, right. Gen Con uh, or Gen Pax Con? Both. Unplugged. They're probably both. Honestly. I mean, it was it was good looking, huge, take up a ton of table space, but yeah. man, it looked cool. But Very cool. I don't know, like it was. But it didn't look that much money. Not cool. everything needs to be like 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, again, I think I've probably talked about this. I think we've talked about it before, like about needlessly complicated things in board yep. games, which you the light up tower, add. like shoot, shooting dice, and I don't know what all of those. Yeah, it shoots but, fire out of the dice. Yeah, it comes with like a mini flamethrower that you can install into the top of the tower. <laughs> and if you are a bad boy and break the rules, you have to put your hand over it. And then it. Mm-hmm. Other noticeable, or sorry. Yep, blah, other noticeable blah, things. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Uh, other notable legacy games, uh, 2018 Betrayal Legacy drops. Oh, yeah. Super spooky. Really into it. Kind of want to play it. Okay. Probably would scare Dave. Betrayal on the house. Uh, yeah, the Betrayal on the Haunted Hill. Of the Haunted House Hill. <laughs> I'm not so hot with board game titles. No, you're really struggling today. The, train, the thing with this one is like it's an amalgamation of three different names. It's like Betrayal at the Haunted House on the Hill. Haunted Hill House. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. There's like a, a combination of words that I can never figure out. So it's that's fair. I, we should play it. Maybe that's our Sounds one that scary. we need to play. Yeah. Well, we still got to do King's Dilemma, which is on my list too. Notable release. Uh, I've been enjoying that. King's but Dilemma. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying how Mark angry West, Mark gets. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I, I've made my peace with it. Like, there can't be that much more. <laughs> I've heard that that game is better with uh, higher a higher player count. People, yeah, for yeah sure. I, I, could, I could see that being a significantly less frustrating game with five rather than three. Maybe. I'm fine with it. Dave Maybe. and I are doing fine. Yeah. I think it's hilarious to see Mark get mad. <laughs> so I mean, other, to play the game. <laughs> yeah. So other notable games. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Charterstone in 2017. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ultimate Werewolf Legacy 2018. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Ultimate yeah, Werewolf, Werewolf legacy? legacy? Yeah, I don't know what's involved in all that. I you assume... have to actually kill somebody. No. <laughs> oh, so it's you Marty... permanently remove one of your friends from your social circle? <laughs> nope. Marty McFly. <laughs> back in the future? Back yep. to the back in the future? Marty Good. McFly plays a werewolf, okay. a uh-huh. teen werewolf. Okay. And that's oh, what this game is based We're on. Matching up. We're doing Teen Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, I like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> there Michael it is, J. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, <laughs> iconic movie. Yeah. Back to the Future. Come on. It's Back R- to the Future. Uh, no. Uh, he's, he's Marty McFly, Back to the Future. No. Man, what was what the television show? Spin City? No. Oh, wow. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That's a, that's a show I haven't thought of in a no. while. I want to say Family Matters, but I know that's it's like not family, it. Is it Family that. Ties? Family Ties. Family Thank Ties. You. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd go with Back to the Future there. It's definitely Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. What about Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman? I love Jason Bateman. He plays a boxer wrestler in that movie. I didn't know that was a thing. Also, I've never seen Teen Wolf 1 because it's probably too scary. It's not. Aeon's End Legacy, 2019. Do you want to play that? We need to play more Aeon's End. 
I love Anzen. Did I we like review Anzen that? too? Like uh, we touched on it, I think. I, th- I feel like if someone's looking things up episode by episode, they would Yeah, know. don't worry. I'm on episode five. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Clank Legacy, Acquisitions Incorporated, a possible future episode review to The King's Dilemma. Oh, I thought you were talking about Clank's Legacy. I was going to say, like, I, I, don't love, I love Clank. I was like, I don't own that uh, game. Yeah, no. I love Clank, though, and I, I didn't even Clank. know it was a legacy. Yeah, Acquisitions Clank Incorporated. Legacy. And then uh, finally, uh, noted dragged game Machi Core Legacy released in 2019. I, I heard want... the Legacy one's not as bad as Machi Core. Okay. I, I actually read that they fixed a lot of the problems with Couldn't Machi Core Legacy. Cool. So, last little note: Frosthaven sequel to Gloomhaven, currently on Kickstarter, slated for a March 2021 right? release. Yeah, I think it raised it's like the most kickstarted kickstarter yeah uh, raised board game yeah it raised uh 13 million u.s dollars <laughs> uh, let me tell you subtle. some of those dollars are mine yeah that, I, that and it? by that i mean not anymore yeah so that's it episode number 30 not titled dirty 30 no not titled dirty 30 maybe legacy <laughs> this episode runs yeah. two and a half hours long before editing oh yikes yeah. uh, uh thank you guys for listening yeah. as always uh, if you'd like to send us an email, ask us any questions, anything like that, randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. I got it. It's fine. You got it. It's or randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram page, um, randomdrawboardgamepodcast underscore between each word. Mark runs our Facebook page. Mark, tell us about that. Go to Facebook. Do as I command you. <laughs> Got a weird Journey opening. to the Dark Tower. <laughs> yeah. Go to Facebook.com. Yep. Go to that magnifying glass, cast a spell, find yourself typing in at random drop pod. I'm there. You, me, and like 40 other people at this point. That's all right. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. As you long know? as it's fun. One follow at a time. As long as you're enjoying yourself. And this Mark. could be you following Mark. Yeah. And, yeah. Really. And unlike the Dark Tower, free. Free. It is free. You don't have to kickstart you it. Do significantly have to, cheaper. You do have to give your data to Facebook. <laughs> That's though. true. So I that. can't help that. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Don't so. have to give me dollars. Do you have to give up yet that data, though? No big deal. Don't yeah, worry about it. Easy, it. does not benefit us. Uh, that's everything. Be sure and subscribe. So we try to come out every other Wednesday. We had a little uh, goof up, so this will come out when it comes out. But if you're subscribed... Probably tomorrow. I'll try my best to bust No worries. Through. I'm not worried about it. If you subscribe, though, it'll automatically download, and you'll wake up and be like, oh, no, the board game guys did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to our go to our wherever you download our show and just give us a like say something nice about us sometimes I think this show is so off the rails we should have just named it occasionally a board game podcast yeah. <laughs> every once in a while board games random draw where we bring up topics like board games <laughs> <laughs> three guys and sometimes board games yeah. <laughs> and now for something completely different so let me tell you a story about being left handed in sports okay <laughs> I play hockey uh, left handed I play Uh, Golf left-handed, all of those things left-handed, even though in the rest of my life I'm right-handed. So when I played baseball, I bat Mm left-handed. And (laughs) there was this one kid on the team, and every time I went to bat, he would take my bat away from me, whatever one I picked up. And it didn't matter. And he'd go, no, 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 no. That's a right-handed bat. (laughs) (laughs) And then he would hand me some other bat. They're identical. We were children. They weren't expensive. Yeah. (laughs) I played golf with a left-handed guy this weekend. Everybody that saw him kept going, hey, man you're on the wrong side of the ball. <laughs> and they all thought it was like the funniest joke. And it's clear he gets it a lot. So yeah. he's just like, oh yeah, good one. Also to be clear, Checks when out. I say golf, I'm referring to putt-putt golf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't play big boy golf over no, here. No, Dan plays big yeah, boy I golf. Yeah. I also like putt-putt a great deal. <laughs> I heard that you're quite the shark. I was talking to uh, a coworker of mine. Oh yeah? Yeah, named, uh, well, uh, yeah. Sly. Sly, yeah. Yeah, I, and he said that's how you guys determine your number one overall pick. That's how we pick the draft picks in our fantasy football league. We do putt-putt. 
putt-putt masters and whoever wins gets this really ugly red jacket <laughs> and you have to come back the next year with it with a new patch oh sewn that's on pretty it. dope but what? i won it like five of the six years we've done it so what patches did you put on it uh like a hamburger patch and just <laughs> <laughs> like well, you know random stuff whatever yeah just like whatever find. you would find yeah the first year i did my initials because mm-hmm. i thought that's what we were gonna do yeah but then i just kept winning it so i was just like <laughs> now i don't know what to do like yeah yeah put something else on it hamburger patch is a good good answer there hamburger patch and like uh, just random dinosaurs and you know whatever yeah just like whatever strikes your fancy when whatever you see it in public floats my boat yeah this week i did something very adult you know like when you do stuff and you're like wow i'm like full-on adult now. you mean every year when i do my taxes <laughs> this <Yeah>. was like <laughs> this is like next level so we refinanced our mortgage oh wow <laughs> i know Ooh. It's not that we can't afford our mortgage, but I would like to always pay less if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense and to me. And so everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, interest rates are, like, lower than they've ever been or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, in theory, know what that meant for me, but, like, <laughs> not totally. So I went to my bank's website, and they have, like, a little chat feature mm-hmm. function. So I'm like, oh, I'll just chat, and I'll ask all my questions, and it'll be great. So I like chatting, and the lady's, like, used car salesman hit me up. Which made me like really uncomfortable because like you're a bank and it's a lot of money, like hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Yeah. ABU, man. Yeah. I'm like, can you just like always be upsailing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you just like tell me like legit? So she like runs our credit again. And like the very first thing that she comes back with is like, great news. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> here <laughs> we go. do it today, yeah. I can lock you in for the lowest interest well, rate. Well, that's what she goes. Yeah. She goes, uh, oh, we can drop your interest rate by two points, which is a, a lot. It's for, a lot of money. Yeah. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. It, it's going to save us $400 a month on our mortgage. That's a lot. A ton a, of money. That's yeah. a lot of board games. Yeah, for sure. Well, I told Amber, <laughs> since this was my idea, I get to keep that $400. <laughs> how did that conversation she go? She did not think that that's how that was going to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I can lock it in for you. And I was like, well, I don't understand what that means. And then she's like, well, we've already credited your account, $2,300. I was like, well, why would you do that? Like, wow. Why, what's, what's that for? She's like, no money out of pocket. I'm like, what's happening right now? <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? And this this was like the number one used car sales thing because I was like, okay, I have to talk to my wife. I'm not going to make a mortgage choice without talking to my yeah, wife. Yeah, good call. And she's like, well, I don't know why she would have a problem with saving $400. I was like, okay, like I gotta, <laughs> we got to chill out over I had a this. very similar phone call with uh, Comcast oh, when crazy. I moved. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, I was like, okay, whatever. So I, I call Amber and we talk it over and we're like, okay, that's like a really good deal. The interest rate's really low. So let's. Let's do that. Mm. So the lady, I try to call the lady from um, my car and I keep like dropping service. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she finally texts me. And so we're mm-hmm. talking over text. And she, so she starts the paperwork. And then after she starts the paperwork and we start like e-signing things on the website, uh-huh. my phone's like, hey, is this a spam number? And then <laughs> oh, all in no. my head, I'm like, oh my God, did I just <laughs> sign my house over to like a complete stranger? <laughs> And so, so I'm freaking out. So I called the guy, the mortgage broker we worked with when we originally bought the house. Cause he was like amazing. Like he would talk at all hours and like, mm-hmm. he was such a cool guy. So he calls me back and he's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? We small talk for a minute. And he's like, Oh, so you're refinancing. And my email to him, I was like, Hey man, like this, is this lady like legit? Does she even work for yeah. the, your company? 
And he's like, well, I don't know who she is. He's like, but that's kind of shady. Some people sell like that. But he looked at our stuff and he's like, no, this is legit. Like you're actually refinancing. And he's like, this is a really low rate. What'd you do? Like slipper 20 bucks. (laughs) And I was just like, "Uh, no, she just said that's what the rate. He's like, I'm just kidding. Like, I don't think you (laughs) was like, I I was like, I don't know. Now I'm paranoid about the whole whole situation. Did I just do security fraud somehow? Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thing was so like annoying. But it's a really fast process. But it just seems so shady. But now Mm -hmm. I'm an adult. I refinanced a mortgage. Oh, man. What are you going to do with yourself now? Go to Bob Evans after we're done with <laughs> Bob Evans? Are you going to get the early bird special? I'm gonna I don't go know, to everywhere? Bob Evans at like 3 p.m. and mm-hmm. eat dinner. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against this idea. I eat dinner early anyway. Hey, old man, did you hear they re- uh, rebooted Perry Mason? I did, and I <laughs> almost actually watched it. It's supposed to be good. <laughs> like Everybody says it's good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We are re-watching House, the show House. Oh, yeah. Which I'm, I like. I'm familiar. I, I, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. My wife's a nurse, of course, so she's like, well, that's not how they would do that. And so, like, halfway through the first episode, I was like, listen, I am, like, very impressed that you know all this, but you got to stop. Because, (laughs) like, it's an entertainment show, and I just need to be entertained by the show, but you correcting it every four minutes is making me miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know what? I I get that. Yeah. (laughs) I totally appreciate it. Also, all of the solutions are always the third thing. It's so crazy. Like, so they're always like, oh, it's let's check for lupus or whatever. (laughs) It's always lupus. Yeah. So like they it's they always check for the same stuff. But and again, I don't know anything about any of these things. So I'm like ignorant to it. So it's all entertainment to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. But she's like, well, they would have already started an IV if they had a brain bleed. I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Ruining this for me. It's yeah. entertainment. Is it? It's good. I like it. I like that guy that plays House. He's British. And Hugh Laurie? Ha- mm-hmm. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. He's British, but his his American accent is like dead it's spot on. on. He uh he's actually a comedian, which is kind of funny. Oh, really? Like he's mm-hmm. playing such a straight yeah. character in House. Yeah. But he, some of his old comedy is real funny. He does uh music too. Yeah. yeah. He plays piano in the show, piano and guitar and stuff. He Andy. plays piano in real life too. And on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe but, he is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't prove he's not. That's yeah, right. I, I've never seen Dr. Laurie. Dr. Laurie is almost as good as Dr. Hauser. <laughs> Dr. Hauser, MD. Yeah. Dr. Hauser, MD. <laughs> he's oh. up there with Turk and JD. They're all good doctors. They're good, real good. doctors. Mark, are you familiar with Doogie Hauser? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a second. I was like, Hauser? Is this like a weird German name? <laughs> doctor. Who's this Hauser? Who's Dr. This? Doogie Hauser. Yeah, Dr. Wilhelm Hauser. I don't like scrubs. I don't like Scrubs either. See, and Scrubs is my favorite of, what? of the medical dramas. Of the medical drama. It's, it's not, not a drama, medical comedy. drama. It's yeah, a comedy. I was like, wait a minute. It's not uh, a medical drama. And you know why? That's probably why I like it, because it's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't like the um, people in it. <laughs> Do you mean yeah. the actors and actresses or the characters they portray? Yes. <laughs> that's fair. I like the I like Dr. Cox. He's all right. Whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh, that's kind I don't of a know surprise. Who I don't. I don't, I don't know, I don't know his actual name is. He's the. Uh, he's like the doctor who's in charge of the residents, who's I, just a jerk to them. I like the janitor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, the janitor's I, okay. My problem is with the main guys, Turk and JD. Mm-hmm. Sure, Zach Braff. And, Zach Braff. And I the have. other guy. I think it's more Zach Braff problem than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever I hear somebody mention Zach Braff, I'm like, it's like that old scene from Star Wars. Where I'm like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> Zach Braff. Yeah, I don't know anything else he's been in. I don't know. I just like the girl in that show, the blonde girl in Scrubs. She's the one I hate the most. I don't know Chicken Little. anything that she's been in. 
Zach Braff is in Chicken Zach Little? Zach Braff is in Chicken Little. <laughs> what a pull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? That was a good movie. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Chicken Little. Good movie. I don't hate Chicken Little. Yeah. yeah it's all right. It's fine. I, I haven't seen it in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a bit. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> what else has he been in? Garden State? He was in Chicken you, Little. Yeah, yeah you've named it. In yeah. fact, you've named one more than me. Garden State was the only, yeah, the only one I could come up with. what Garden State is. A movie. It's, uh, I've never like, seen it. I just it. know that he was in is it. Is it about New Jersey? Because it. I think it takes place in New Jersey. Ugh. It's got Natalie Portman in it. It's uh, like uh, what? I, don't, the I whole... also don't like Natalie Portman. Really? She's all right. I don't I like her, her. V for Vendetta in person, like in as a human being. Oh, I know oh, nothing I about her as a she human being. She is like she seems like she's pretty snobby. Mm, okay, and it grinds me. Also, I watched an interview. <laughs> it grinds my gears. <laughs> I watched an interview, and she had her jacket just on her shoulders. And I was just like, it just like she's going yachting. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. ah, what's happening here? During the middle of the interview, she should have just tied the sleeves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, why are you doing this? Yeah, I must change for an Afghan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Padme, why are you doing this? Don't do it. Why are you doing this? I hate your jacket shirt. <laughs> and I know she's yeah. like went to Harvard or some nonsense. But I, don't, I think none that's of maybe, that. Then maybe that's a little what that is. Could it's be like just the elitist anti-elitism. Like, I, I don't need to know anything about my actors. So I wish the more mysterious they are, the happier I am about. Unless it's Johnny Depp, I don't care about him. He's a little too mysterious for me. (laughs) I wish, and this will never happen. And I understand that this is one of Dave's weird wishes. I wish that you got to play one iconic character, and as soon as you did, your acting career was over, unless it was to play that one character. Oh, (laughs) because I hate that I will watch a movie and all the time I'll be like, "Oh, look, it's Star Lord. Why is Star Lord in this? Like, (laughs) why is Star Lord these dinosaurs? Yeah, why is he wrangling dinosaurs? (laughs) Yeah, and I think that about so many things, like." You huh. should get to be an iconic character. And when you like you peak, like we this is a huge movie. You play this massive role. You got maybe accolades for it or whatever. You've done it. You've, you've played your character. That's it. Yeah. If you can play that character again, fine. If you can pull a Rocky Balboa and just play that that's character. A good, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good that's, run. That's a good, that's that's a a good, good run. run. Let's do lightning round here. I'll list an actor and you guys say what you think is his most iconic role. Okay. All right. Let's go Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, the oil movie. Oh, yeah. There will be blood. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I can't also name any other. Or Men movie. in Black. Was he in Men in Black? Was that not Tanya Day-Lewis? No, I don't think it was. You're thinking Tommy Lee Jones. I was absolutely <laughs> thinking Tommy Lee Jones. That's a way different person. Can you imagine him just being like Agent K for like six months? Just also, a super intense Agent K. Also Tommy Lee Jones, Agent K. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the only movie I know him from, though. See, like, he was jo- in... Johnny Depp, for me, would be Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, because too. it doesn't matter yeah. what movies he's in, that's what yeah, he's he was, playing anyway. He was on the list, for him. sure. Yeah, yeah. just, that, like, weird just quirky like, dude. Yeah. Let's do uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford that's should Indiana have been Jones. Han Solo. Or Ooh, Indiana Jones. Ooh, Han Solo. That's a good one. Yeah, I think... I say Han Solo. Uh, yeah, I think I'm inclined to go indie, indie there. He was mm. indie more times, right? He was uh, indie Was he, more, though? Because he was Han Solo four uh, times and now five no. and, and six? He was in two of the movies? Mm. I think he was... Let's see. He was... Was he killed? Spoiler, spoiler alert for <laughs> look the look first out. two new Star yeah. Wars yeah. Look out for a movie that came out four years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was... Was he killed in the first I think or second he, one? I think it's four and four. He was because killed he was in the sec- first. If he was, he was killed in the first second one, one, then it's five. He was it's killed in the first, first one, I then think. It's four. He's killed in the first one. So he's four as Han Solo and yeah. four as Indiana Jones with a fifth on the way, question mark? Um, I hope not. Yeah, no, it's never going to end. It's never going to end. Let's do... Well, so um, he did Han Solo first is why I would ultimately vote Han Solo. So he that was a character he did first. So that's his iconic role. He is Han Solo. Don't he? He's done acting. Hmm. I don't think Han Solo because he's not the main character in that. No, but he is very iconic as Han Solo. But it he's a, iconic as Indiana Jones. 
Yeah. Uh, if you, you say, know what? I could see that. If you say Star that. Wars, Han Solo is not the first person you think. You think of. Darth Vader. You, or Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah, or Luke Skywalker, too. I think Darth Vader as well. Yeah. yeah. What does that say about us as people? We're bad. We're bad boys. <laughs> not not uh, me. But we have good within us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just a smidge, a little, yeah. a Just little a smidge pinprick of good. Towards the end. Yeah. Uh, how about Bruce Willis? Die Hard. Yeah, yeah definitely. for sure, Die Hard. And you know what? Once again, he did, what, five of them? <laughs> Yeah, That's a lot true. of Although here's or my moonlighting. But now hey, but now does that mean I don't get the fifth element? <laughs> like if I follow I think, my own yeah, logic. I, was like, say, I think he was more iconic for Die Hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for Although sure. Although I like do I like Fifth Element more? I think I, I might. I, I do don't like know. Fifth do Element. I don't know. That's a tough <laughs> yeah. call. Because like, I, like I mean, really, he's just doing John McClane in space. I yeah, only... absolutely. He is still John McClane. <laughs> yeah. I only care about the first Die Hard anyway. I don't know. Second Die Hard's pretty good, yeah. too. It's okay, but the first yeah. Die Hard's like you know the iconic great? one. The ninth Die Hard. Yeah. Hasn't been made yet, yeah. but it's on <laughs> the way. <laughs> but it will. I'd have to watch Die Hard with a Vengeance to see if it holds up. Whichever one he jumps a, like, a car into a, yeah, a, a helicopter. helicopter. That was the fourth one, I want to say. That's crazy. Yeah, Aren't there five? I think there might be know. five. Okay, so here's a really good one. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. Uh-huh. Mm, I did like Conan the Barbarian. He did two of... Yeah, Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Because yeah. Terminator 2 is like one of the best movies of Once all time. Once again, mm. though, so if we go with my system, which I sincerely am still all for, we don't get twins. <laughs> <laughs> True. Or kindergarten cop, or which I'm a true. big fan of. Yeah, or kindergarten cop, too. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Sinbad. Wolf. Yo, all right, name what movie is Sinbad? Yeah, seriously, what Sinbad movie is good? Jingle all the way. No, the I one where he was in the White House. I don't think I've seen that. He was like, oh, a, what was the name of that flick? I remember it too. Was he a Secret Service man yeah. in that movie? Yeah, he protected the first kid or something like that. I just assume it's a Kingsman movie. Oh, yeah. I know it's a good game. I actually game. really enjoy this <laughs> game. It's if actors game. could only play their one iconic role. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I think that we would also be much more right for sequels too. Like you would have nine diehards. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. Cause that's, him, yeah, yeah, that's the only way that you could see that actor again. Denzel Washington. Oh, he's just a football coach from oh. Virginia. That's <laughs> <laughs> he's always going to be uh, the dude football from Football coach from, from Virginia. Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. But like my favorite Denzel Washington movie is Fallen. Oh, That's I a did. really good movie. So I also, good. I kind of like super underrated. Really underrated. Yeah. Book of Eli. I Book really Eli like that movie. Also pretty good. What was the one, Man on Fire? No. The uh, one where his kid needed a heart was, transplant. Oh, and then he, uh, John Q. John Q. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. he like just took the whole hospital hostage. Mm-hmm. I saw that mm-hmm. on an airplane. Let me tell you, made the flight better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see that I being a perfect airplane movie. Like, yeah. He's just like a good actor. He's yeah. not like an, he hasn't had a bunch of iconic roles, right? He's never been like no, a bunch he, of stuff. No, because he just sort of does like this is the one role he was in here and then yeah. the one role he was in here. I think Wesley Snipes is a good one, but I kind of think this one's pretty obvious. Passenger 57. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't expect Down that with at Blade. All. Blade. <laughs> Down with Blade. 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 Passenger 57. Yeah. Terminal like, Velocity. <laughs> I would say probably... <laughs> I don't know. New Jack City is pretty iconic. I like New Jack City. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What was a, uh, oh, a Demolition Man? Also really good, good. I have a good one. Oh, okay, there's another Sylvester Stallone. Keanu Reeves. Oh, man. This one's tough. Yep. Uh, he just does Bill and Ted. He just has to do 14 of Bill and Ted. They're making a three. I know. I'm excited about if it. If you'd asked me this question like five is, years ago, I would have said The Matrix. Matrix. But now. But, but now, now it's definitely John, John Wick. Wick. Or is it is it Bill and 47 Ted? Ronin? I mean, that one's really good, too. I I just think that like the. Uh, I like for as far as like cultural icon, like yeah, it's hard to beat John Wick. John Wick. I and love also the Matrix like movies. Uh, also the Matrix. from the Matrix. They went really downhill. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. But the Matrix movies still I reboot mean, them. Uh, who cares? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, who cares? I don't care. To, I don't. The care first, to see that thing. the first Matrix movie was so good, and then the second one, you're kind of like, wait, what's going on? And then the third what's... one, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've given up. On I this. don't know. 
Sure. He's Jesus now? He's Machine Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> He's Robo Jesus. <laughs> it's me, Robo Jesus. <laughs> the correct answer, though, point break. <laughs> yes. yes. So that, is, that is the answer so we were, we were looking for. Uh, during our little uh, trip down to um, Williamsburg, we stayed in a hotel, so we were at the mercy of cable television. To mm-hmm. be clear, by we, he means he and Amber, oh, and not, the three, yeah, not the three of us. Not the three of us, my wife <laughs> I and I. I felt like I needed to clarify so, that. Yeah, the three of us going yeah. on a trip to Williamsburg. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I. So we were at the mercy of cable television. So we were watching, you know, whatever mm-hmm. happened to come on. So AMC, it was kind of our go-to because they were doing like an 80s weekend. Movie so classic. So they did uh, Point Break, which I found out my wife had never seen before i've never seen point break really we watched it we started halfway through so she had a lot of questions that makes mm-hmm. sense to me and, uh, <laughs> and i was like mm-hmm. i didn't know she hadn't seen it so i was like oh this is that moment where he like is on his back shooting his gun in there uh, she's like yeah yeah she's like what what's this movie about and i was like wait a minute what but then we watched roadhouse which is oh yeah like funny in its own right yeah a lot of sam elliott in that movie a lot of sam elliott a lot of the worst choreographed fight scenes i've ever seen true uh what would Kick guy, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. What would Patrick Swayze's iconic role would be, and why is it Ghost? It, it's not Ghost, though. It's Dirty Dancing. Unfortunately, it is dirty dancing. unfortunately, Dirty Dancing. So, question: If we followed my system, how many Dirty Dancing movies are there? There's, oh, there's a 14. hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely at least fourteen. Yeah. The only thing that got us out of Dirty Dancing movies was his death. <laughs> Oh, what a terrible thing to laugh yeah. at! Oh, the only the only ejection for uh, the only ejector seat for dirty, <laughs> yeah, for dirty dancing, dancing is pancreatic cancer. Somebody died. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was so we watched that. So we watched Roadhouse, which is like I love Roadhouse. It, it, it's super cheesy. I'm sure. It, like I, I watched it for the first time, like probably like two or three years ago. Yeah. And I could not get over the amount of hair on Sam Elliott. So much hair. So much hair. Uh, older ladies really, really love Sam yeah. Elliott. Yeah. So we're watching it, and he takes his shirt off. Not Sam Elliott. Uh, what's his name? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. He takes his shirt off, and he's like in shape. Yeah. And he's doing his karate stuff. But all my wife can say is like, he has the smallest little pecs that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, oh. See, she's used to those 2000s. Your 2000 pecs. Big boy pecs. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. used to like, like Thor. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, like right. back in the day, you could be an action star and look like yeah. a normal dude. I was you could like, look like Bruce Willis. I yeah. was like, eat it, little fella. I got bigger pecs than him. <laughs> uh, but then after that, Young Guns was on. She's block? never seen Young it was Guns like a either. rock block there for I you. Know, it was oh, good. Tom Cruise. Is it Top Gun or is it Mission Impossibles? Mm, I tell you what I like more. I like the Mission Impossibles more. But Top Gun's pretty iconic. Top Gun is really iconic. Mm. I think I almost got to Oh, man, that's tough. Because it's like, what so, era of Tom Cruise are we talking about here? Are we talking about like really young Tom Cruise? Yeah, before he got Scientology. Well, Pre, so, Pre-Thetans? And here's the <laughs> other thing that I think I would enjoy to see in my system. So, Tom Cruise does Top Gun. Okay. It blows up. It gets great. Yeah, but are Top you Gun really going to make 14 Top Gun movies? Yeah, so Every he probably time does... his, his co-pilot dies. <laughs> well, Top so Gun he space. probably does like two <laughs> Top Gun movies. And then they spin off Top Gun into the, his elite pirate pilot group okay. becomes secret agents and they're oh, they're doing they just, mission impossible this, stuff. this is the loophole yeah. and yeah. so yeah. Like, this, <laughs> is, this is how you do it and okay so in reality it's like top gun 35 yeah uh-huh. <laughs> top yeah impossible missions <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like, like the, and i think that would be a lot of fun to see because he's still playing the same character you still yeah. get to fall in love he's still with the same character yeah okay 
Yeah, but like the that. real That's answer nice is risky business. <laughs> or I don't think cocktail. I've ever seen it. Yeah, yeah. Cocktail. The only thing you need to know about risky business is the one where he slides across the floor and his underwear. That's all that matters. And then really, Vanilla Sky. He's like, yikes, yikes. No, no, the Last Samurai. Last oh, Samurai is pretty good. I like Last Samurai. You know what? What's, I did like that movie. What's the one where he's an he plays an Irishman and he comes to America? Oh. He's like some <laughs> bare knuckles boxer and he falls in love with the. No, that's Brad Pitt in Snatch. No, no, that's Snatch. <laughs> Snatch. But, yeah. No, he plays a bare knuckle hey, like boxer that, eh? and he falls in love with that uh, super pale Australian lady, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> the super pale Australian lady. He, he what, what movie is this? <laughs> Far and Away, I think it's called. Oh, interesting. They were it, in a couple movies together because they were in like uh, in Days of Thunder. Oh, yeah. They were in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. They were oh, in man. that one. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Oh, that's, Brad Pitt's a good one. I'm Brad Pitt's most iconic. It's obviously Bare Knuckle Boxer in Snatch. That's, that one's really good. <laughs> he gets to be a pikey. Is it seven? Is I think it, no, seven's no, a good it's not contender. Seven. Is the sequel eight? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, we just keep having to invent Sid. Make sure you check the prequel six. <laughs> Uh, is it uh, the oceans movies? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of thought the oceans. It's like that's not, like though, the right? distillation of is cool. Is it know? when he played Achilles? <laughs> <laughs> Troy? <laughs> Troy, I wish I love Troy. <laughs> no, it's the one. Uh, it's a movie I don't care for. Mister uh, and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> well, that is one of them. But <laughs> yeah, that's not. I successfully named a movie um, you didn't care for. Why can't it? It was filmed in Delaware. It was set in oh. Delaware. Sorry, it was set in Delaware. Mm-hmm. River yeah. runs through it. <laughs> no, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Dead Poet uh, Society. Where Brad Pitt's not in it. It's not in it. It was technically filmed in Delaware. No, it's uh, the movie where he starts a fight club. It's called Fight Club. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one is pretty You iconic. know what? That movie it's is a, called Fight Club. It's set in Delaware. I don't oh, really? really? Yep. I don't Wilmington, care. I guess. I was going to yep. say there's yeah. there's like a city with large buildings. It has to be Wilmington. Yeah. <laughs> there's no <laughs> one place in downtown Delaware. Uh, who could forget downtown Milford? <laughs> Uh, I I think in Lewis they have a, a restriction on heights of buildings down Main Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. they higher that's why they can't build the hospital any taller. That's why they can't build it any higher. Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, and I can't wait to see <laughs> Forrest Gump Seven. The problem is you kind of saw how that one. Ends. <laughs> yeah, if each one of those like the problem with Forrest Gump Gump is it's just like a bunch of movies in one. What like, they need take to each do. one of those little episodes yeah, out yeah. and then do like this is like the ping pong Forrest yeah, Gump episode. This is <laughs> Forrest Gump and Nam. Yeah. Yeah, well, Forrest, and of course, Forrest Gump boat. eventually becomes the president, and because yeah. like that's how it works for him. Everything works out perfectly for yeah. him. Yeah, Tom Hanks was in so many movies. Yeah, though. and they're all like super iconic too. Big, like Saving <laughs> Big, Private Ryan. Small. Big. Oh my god, well, oh, he yeah. dies in that. He dies in that one. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, your career's over. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. That is a hard. He's one. in a lot of movies. He's in a ton of <laughs> movies. What's the one? Leave uh, Seattle. What's Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Or you've yeah. got mail. Those Ooh, are the same. Philadelphia. Movie, right? <laughs> it's the same movie. Oh. <laughs> Do you know who would have had the worst career given my system? Sean Bean. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he would have yeah. been in part of one a movie. Yeah, movie. part of one movie. <laughs> yeah, and then and then everyone's like, "Wow, that was so iconic," and he's like, "Yeah, ruined my career." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I feel like they so the big famous actors under your your thing like they can only make one famous iconic movie, but then after that they can go do TV. Uh, sure, but it's not that they can only make one famous iconic movie. Well, it's they, they can, can only play yeah. one iconic character. But then they go make TV because I don't want I don't want a bunch of actors waiting on me later in life. <laughs> I kind of do. Like, I, I want to sit around and be like, man, I really love the Truman Show. Also, 
Hello, Jim Carrey. Yeah, do you want it? I would like a uh, medium rare burger. Yeah. Do you want to do Jim Carrey? Because it's Ace Ventura, not the Truman Show. Dave. Uh, oh, no, yeah. it's the Truman Show. I, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think it's got to be. I couldn't. I think it's got to be the number 23. See, I, I think if we get. But if we get. More Ace Ventura movies. Oh, no. But if we had Ace Ventura as his iconic role, so he doesn't do anything else, I think we I'm probably would have had Will Ferrell play Truman in the Truman Show. Will Ferrell's a good one, too. Step Brothers. All Step Brothers. All the <laughs> you time. think Step yeah, Brothers? Yeah, now it's, it's Anchorman, I think. Yeah, yeah Will yeah, Ferrell does Anchorman. We tried to watch that uh, <laughs> Sherlock you... Holmes one with him. And John oh boy, C. it's bad. We it's... did not get no. near into no. it, but I was like, I cannot watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you guys seen the podcast where he plays Ron Burgundy no. doing a, doing a podcast? It's called no. the Ron Burgundy <laughs> Show. Is it fantastic? Yeah, 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 it's very funny. I love it. Like stays in character and everything. Like he'll invite like feminist thinkers on and just say terrible things to them. The answer is semi pro. <laughs> <laughs> Game over, man. Game over!